0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. On this episode, I am joined by Michael Huber. Yo. And Brandon Jones. Yo. Uh, I will be your host, Ben Moore. And I've got, uh, for the for the opening here, I've done it before, but I just want to do it again. You know, we're getting close to fall. We're getting close to mm-hmm. the end of the year. There's mm-hmm. a lot of game com- coming out. A lot of, like, excitement. A lot of, lot of possibilities. You know, Game of the Year begins swirling around in your head. So, right now, in this moment, on this Monday, what is your hottest gaming wish?
1: My hottest gaming wish. My hottest yeah. Gaming wish. Oh, well, I, can't, I mean, I, I feel bad because patrons actually got the, the story breaking exclusively because Huber yelled at me in the middle of love and respect, the exclusive Patreon love and respect. But I didn't know about that GTA remaster thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because sometimes you're so close to something that you don't get too invested. You know, something, something means so much to you, like a, like if they're going to remaster something or remake something and people are like, what are you thinking about? You're like, I don't like to think about it because it's like too much. My brain starts to go in directions. Like you were like, what if they did online? It's like, oh, what if they completely revamped the controls with online controls? Like what if they, yeah, what if each one had its own multiplayer mode? What if, you know, that trilogy on my Switch, like, yeah, hard to. That's that's it, that's a lot of hours. That's over 100 hours. That's the whole thing. Is definitely triple digits.
2: Well, three in Vice City you can get through quick. It's San Andreas. That's San Andreas like is four a, times is a, longer. But than it's I so good, a crazy yeah, beast. Yeah, but it's incredible. But, and I haven't played yeah. San Andreas in a
0: yeah. long time. Beast mm-hmm. of a game. So, <laughs> yeah, you can get through three really quick. Uh it's funny because uh, speaking of hot remakes, Quake remake. You were just like your mind is going to possibilities, and it's just like, well, what is that going to look like? Yeah. What What are they going to add? Huber, how about you? The Wishmaster. Hottest gaming wish.
2: Isn't that a horror movie? It wish is. I'm trying to think movie. who's was in Wishmaster. Wishmaster. It's like Lance Henriksen or something? Like, Michael Keaton or Lance Henriksen yeah. or something? I would
0: watch any horror movie with Michael Keaton in it. Holy shit. It's Michael Keaton in a horror the, movie. Yeah, it's the San Francisco one.
2: The San Francisco one where he's the, the tenant. Boulevard, I've, something Boulevard. I have no idea, but
0: I will watch any It'll, horror come, my, it'll come to me. That's like a thriller, in. though. Yeah. It's a like horror. Yeah, Get out of here with your horror. Yeah, it's on the edge. It's on the, nah, I love me yeah. some Michael Keaton. That's nah, all I'm man. trying to say. <laughs> uh,
2: gaming wish, my hottest gaming wish, is that the Battlefield 2042 portal mode is just like the next big thing. Mm. And that we can freely, what easily. wish. Th- yeah, that we can just easy, freely customize and set up games with the allies community and just everyone so it's just so easy to get everyone in there with awesome parameters. I really hope that shakes out.
0: That's a good one. That is a really good one. Um, Parameters. I I have a lot of them but I think I'm just gonna offer this into the world because I think it's like pretty low stakes but pretty high stakes personally. I just want Dragon Quest 10 to appear yeah. here in some form. Yeah. Well, I I do, need to too. Play that. I do too. Yeah. I'd be right there with you, Ben. Like that Dragon Quest 10, they're making it offline. Just please anybody with any sort of power at Square Enix the, listen to this.
1: On any <laughs> given day that project does not pop into my mind, but if that happens, day one yeah. with you, I'm not. Yeah. Of course. absolutely. Of course. I
0: just it would be so jolly, <laughs> maybe very, very, very Make very, a little very, thief happy. in that world and run yep. around like,
1: yep. oh yeah.
2: On some slimes,
1: I don't what even. I haven't even looked at a lot of gameplay of it because it's like depressing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like why would I want to yeah. check up on how that yeah. game's doing yeah. if I'm never going to? I've get looked a at a lot of gameplay
0: of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you set I it up? i have played it. Yeah, I played. You I set played, up the... uh, They had a fan translation yeah. for the very beginning. Of you it, played but... Builders
1: One in Japanese on a stream once, and I very much enjoyed that stream. Yeah, was like, it was a ben good stream. That was for a, figuring a, that out. The Dragon
0: Quest <laughs> Builders One stream is like one of the first streams I ever did at EZA. I, I was doing. I was still living in Damiani's apartment. And like I didn't have any lighting, and so it's just pretty much me in total darkness playing Dragon's Village One, yeah. which was pretty. It was pretty great. Um, speaking of dreams, here we are, you're a big Assassin's Creed fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got some big DLC, the, the second DLC, I think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. First was the Druid one. Yeah, for Valhalla. For yeah. Valhalla, yeah. Uh, Siege of Paris. Yeah. Is that is that meeting your expectations. Finished
2: it. Um, ups and downs good and bad good okay. and bad with this okay definitely hopeful for the future if they lean in on some of this like they were they were getting back to their roots a little bit with this DLC so the Wrath of the Druid DLC was just a lot more of the same and the story never really got there it was so removed mm-hmm. from everything they never really went dark enough kind of with the the Druidic mm. you know, uh, stuff there were some cool like weird little boss fights, but it never really got weird enough and, and just felt removed. This one feels important because it's like going to Paris, they have the uh, the Vikings are there, or like the, the Franks are there. It gets really political. They want to, Eivor basically gets roped in to, as a third party, to kind of make sure that Paris and France are not going to just like take out Oh, okay. Her her community, or right. her, you know, depending male right. or female, Eivor. And it's a lot more the same. The environments are a lot samey. The story is a lot of the same. You know, you go to a place, you negotiate, you go on some quests, you're doing a lot of the same things. But the way it got back to its roots were the infiltration missions. Mm-hmm. And rather the druid kind of did this, it teased it where it was like, okay, go kill someone and if you don't alert anyone or maybe you do it from above, you get a little bonus points. Mm. This one is like, okay, go to this area, find the person, deal with them in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. So very like free form, old school assassination. Is it,
0: is it like if you get detected, there's, it's a fail state or? No, okay. no, no, no. Um, so,
2: It's not the most, you know, it's not like Hitman 3 levels here, so definitely know that going in, temper your expectations on that. But it was like, one of the early ones was this person is doing like a cult ritual in the cave, and you can obviously go in, axe is blazing, but there's like someone that you need to protect as well. There's kind of like a hostage situation. Mm Mm-hmm. So then if you alert them, there's a risk that they'll take them out. So then you can like find this disguise. It kind of holds your hand and kind of leads you down a few of them. But you still feel like you're figuring things out. You know, it's not super guided. There Mm. is room for improvisation. When I got down there, there was like, I was like, okay, well, I have the disguise, but I don't want to see, I don't want them to see me coming up from this way. So then you could like, Cause a distraction over here, like steal a key, open a door. So it was pretty, pretty fun, like getting involved with these
0: these infiltration missions. That I found myself really liking. That's encouraging to hear because yeah. uh, my experience with Valhalla so far is like there is no reason to sneak ever. Yeah, like, like actually, just none. Totally. Um. Absolutely.
1: Run I, in. I like oh, yeah. to get a when you find those guys on patrol. I like to get the first shot in. Yeah. That's it. That's
0: the only time where I was like, hee hee, like in a tree waiting to pounce. Yeah. But um, the other thing I, I really like about Valhalla is it is, like you said, it's like going to a place and and, and doing stuff for a particular group of people. But yeah. I think like learning the dynamic of that group yeah. uh, is one of the most satisfying parts. And it, so it sounds like that kind of carries over into this DLC.
2: Yeah, there's some cool characters. There's uh, It's like Charles the Fat is the ruler. Uh, and your... You go and you ally yourself with Sigurd, and Sigurd is like full on Viking bloodlust. His brother died, family died, like all in, going for the kill. But then other people are like, well, if we killed, if we just go in and kill Charles the Fat, then it's going to like embolden
3: mm-hmm.
2: Paris and like embolden everyone. So that's not necessarily good. So there's some cool dynamics and like having to choose sides, you know, then you end up like obviously meeting with Charles the Fat and then. Mm-hmm. It ties in more of that, so some pretty good story stuff as well. Um,
0: isn't there a new weapon in the DLC, or is that one-handed
2: a... swords, which mm. is a weird thing to think was huh. not in Valhalla? How yeah. weird is that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I remember that because yeah, yeah I because I, I just used a great sword, and I'm like, why am I why yeah. am I carrying a shield around? Shields are cool and I'm like distinctly
2: Viking, but yeah,
1: I was like, no, I'm gonna clear enemies out. Yeah. all around me.
2: One-handed swords—they felt fine. I used them for a second, but mm, then true. I was just like, back to my. The Back RP, the Raven okay. set, the two acts, was... the dad's axe. Yeah. Like... I thought
0: there were Scythe, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. So
2: that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Okay,
0: so this side
2: activity, because each DLC is like kind of a side uh-huh. optional uh, dopamine RPG <laughs> thing you can hop into. So. The Wrath of the Druid one was about like capturing these settlements and you would like earn these resources
0: oh,
2: over time.
0: That could have been way worse. That could yeah. have been way worse. Keep going.
2: Okay. So this one is the Resistance. Right. And you go on missions for the Resistance and you raise your Infamy level on levels one through four. And then every time you up your Infamy, you earn. I forget the name of this resource it was like credits, some kind of like currency credit thing and the missions are they're fine like almost all of them are go to a place kill a bunch of guys or go to a place and steal something so those missions are pretty boring they get pretty boring fast but you earn this currency and what you can buy with this currency is a grim reaper set with like a full-on, it's called the Reaper set. Okay, and it's the, the first. It's the first. I was like hyped to tell Brad about this. I was hyped to be so like, "What no, is I, it? It's <laughs> just like a Halloween store Grim Reaper. Is this it's like, like, like WWE
1: Grim Reaper? Is this like somewhere in the is this, middle? Is this like what is it uh, Feather Top or what's the <laughs> Weather Top?" Was it in Lord of the Rings where like, they all circle around Frodo? Yes! That's actually kind what of, I thought they kind of. Of look like Ring Rates. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Jones. Great.
2: It's that was a top. very nice cleanup there, Ben. Thank you. Wiped right away. Because <laughs> you, you know, you water. You clean
1: that, yeah, in case people were wondering.
2: Yeah, because water, you know, it can get sop in there. Yeah, I put right. water on my carpet all the time. I'm just like pop, 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 like yep. sopping it up. So. So anyway, the the dopamine, you go the resistance missions, you do these boilerplate missions, kill a guy, steal the thing, whatever, mm-hmm. earn some money, use the money to buy this Grim Reaper set. Yes. And All some in of one the... or
1: can you buy each piece? So you have to
2: buy each piece and yeah. then some of the last pieces are only a reward for getting the max or like yeah. each time you level up your infamy. So a cool reward, you know, you have to sit the bloodied scythe and the Reaper set. It was one yeah. of the first cool sets, something to cool to work forward to the missions you can do, you can bring uh your squad in mm. you get this like new squad that you can spend the money on to level up which felt really half baked if they could have massaged this given this a little more time mm-hmm. i thought it would have been better there's there's missions that are like bring your squad in and earn 200 gold go on a solo mission and earn 300 gold. So obviously right. I'm just going to go on a solo mission. Right. I don't need any backup. The fact that you could spend the money on the squad upgrades was pointless because going on the mission solo was the way to Weird. go. So that whole thing was so boilerplate filler, but the reward was, was mm. cool. Sorry, mm. It's a long explanation. Oh, my God. I'm sorry.
0: No. Uh, I mean, beyond, <laughs> I guess, spelling? the cool factor of the scythe, yeah. like, did it change combat at all?
2: combat still the same sure. you know attack attack some parries yeah. maybe do your your special moves they, oh really. there's a rat mechanic now very a plague tail. there are rats oh. in some of the dungeons oh, Perry. and you have to like take them out you know and mm. you they flood back into a grate and then you'll put a thing over the grate one of the new special moves was like shoot an arrow at someone <laughs> and the rats come and swarm them that's cool so overall Nothing really new that you haven't seen in this franchise before, especially for Valhalla. Yeah. But definitely an interesting story and I was excited for the Back to the Roots infiltration missions.
0: How uh, how much time did you put in it?
2: Uh, excluding the grind for the Reaper set was, a, was a little bit of a grind. That was definitely like four, four or five hours alone, that whole oh. thing. Maybe, you know, fast traveling kill back, fast travel kill back. Um, I'd say it was like 10 to 20. I can't give you an exact. Okay. 10 to 20 That's total. pretty substantial. Yeah. yeah, it's like 25 bucks for this
0: thing. Okay. So it's a pretty substantial DLC. I think it's telling that, you know, I, one of the complaints coming out of your review for Assassin's Creed Valhalla mm-hmm. is that it was just too much, didn't really, yeah. like, support its length. Yeah. But... You know, having played through the Druid DLC and now the Siege of Paris. Yeah. Like I feel like there's enough going on that you're still on the hook, which yeah. is good.
2: The big DLC is for sure. And hopping back in this time makes you realize how much is going on in that game because yeah. I went back in and it was like Destiny 2 all of a sudden. It was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know, this this no, person I'm... is fallen from the sky, like, yo, <laughs> go on these mastery challenges. Yeah. There's river raids that I barely did. There's like a there was a festival. Everyone was there, like, burning this thing. A lot of, lot of different holidays.
1: And yeah. A lot of characters from the campaign return and, like, spend a little time in your camp and then go yeah. home. And, like, I remember, this thing thing was over the holidays. I jumped into some of that and was like, wow, <laughs> y- y- I could do all of these yeah. Assassin's Creed, yeah. but I'll see you later. Yeah. Like, I did a little bit of that first festival thing. And, but it was like, that. that's fun because it's an extremely cozy world. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I do yeah. want to spend more time here. Cozy, uh, it exactly. is a fun world to walk around and exactly. gorgeous, you know um and makes you on the new consoles
2: yeah it makes you think of what i just kept thinking of what assassin's creed infinity will be mm-hmm. you know and i yeah. thought of these kind of live service festival type things mm-hmm. i thought of these big standalone you know standalone dlcs that yeah. are like 10 oh. 20 hours you start just doing these each time because like you said ben like i was so exhausted with valhalla because it's 90 hours but like yeah. Now that I'm months removed, hopping back in for a 10 to 20 hour thing is like, perfect. Thank you. It's all I wanted. Right. That's Destiny all I
0: can kind of comfortably <laughs> fall into that as well, yeah. too, right? Like when new DLC comes out, exactly. it's like, I spent months away, but I'm ready to come back. Totally. And speaking of Destiny, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned how you were grateful that uh, more old school feeling infiltration missions happened. Yeah. That gets me thinking about like an Assassin's Creed raid. Like, yeah. like, really, like... Unity co-op style. Let let the chains off, because, you know, thinking about Destiny, that's always the, the high point. It's always the thing yeah. people hammer home about is how creative the mechanics are in Destiny 2 in, oh in regards God. to raids. And so, like, I imagine, like, Assassin's Creed Infinity, the best case would be, like, okay, you know, I've been playing for a long time. I've got to group up with other people, and we really have to you know, coordinate something. That could be awesome. That would
2: be so awesome. And it would be something new and exciting. I know right. Unity did co- co-op and yeah. Brotherhood and Revelations or whatever had the weird PvP multiplayer. But, like, something like that grouping up on a massive stealth mission scale? Like, yeah. yes. I just had a crazy
1: thought about Infinity. <laughs> uh, what if when... So there's only a couple cities when it first launches. Say, like, London's one of them. Yeah. And so you can, modern day, walk around London... Um, like watchdogs and then you can go into the animus and then go back to London in a specific time period yeah. and then find stuff out and then use those clues to go back to the present to go to that yes. spot find the thing and then mm. rinse repeat mm. and so they not only add more maps they add more versions of London and yeah. so I can like go to a spot and like bring up a thing that'll be like here's what it looks like and you're like oh right this is the building that I was just in okay um, that's exciting yeah that'd be fun because the uh, that my favorite parts of the Franchise when they do that when they specifically are like, look where you're standing, this was a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you know, obviously if you're underneath the you know, Eiffel Tower or something, like those are recognizable, but a lot, so of, a lot cool. of cool spots
0: aren't. Totally. Uh Brennan, Huber isn't the only one that's been mm. having Viking adventures. Mm. You've been addicted to Valheim? I think that's a Addi- fair. Sp- no, dude. Yeah. Wow. I- Have we talked about Valheim on
1: the on Frame Trap
0: yet? Probably. Because you streamed it a bunch. Yeah, we um, yeah, streamed it a lot. Uh,
1: right, and Island and Don have played a ton. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I first got into Steam, I had 71 hours, and I was like, huh, I wonder how I'm going to feel after 71 hours. I wonder if I'll get to 71 hours. Not like yeah. 130, I think? <laughs> yeah, I keep dude. In mind, keep in mind, a lot of that's sailing. My a lot lab. of that's furnace yeah. running. You, you know, know g- a lot of that's just putting charcoal in something while I check so my email. So, part of it. But um, let me tell you, at this table, on this show, yeah. in this company... Uh, there have been few games in my in my life that have bit me this hard. Like this game, whew, this is the only game I played in like over a week. Like at all. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't. Like even like mobile games. I'll forget. Yeah. Like like a Dale pass, and I'm like,
0: I didn't play that yesterday. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, I gotta do. But it sounds like my you're getting my dailies and
1: whatever. Of, like same. some of that
0: satisfaction in Valheim. Woof.
1: No, it is... Um, I'm, complete, yeah, I'm completely addicted are to the addicted. Are you world. in
2: our server or are you in your own... I'm your in my own, own little thing? server. Yeah.
1: And I have friends that have their, not only their own server that they've been playing on, they have their own server that they've been maintaining. Yeah. Because you need to be on a server with the player, and so they created a server. And that was really what did it was... I saw the three, you know, the three of you and uh, Sophia and, and other people yeah. who jumped in, and I was like... Whew, uh, I bet I'd really like that. Any sort of Minecraft variant, it's like, ah, I'm sure I'll probably dig that in some way. Like Anything that looks like Builders or just has that same kind of flair, Yeah. Um, getting sticks and stones and yeah. making things. Like, oh, man. Uh, and then my buddies uh, that have this server, I came over and they're like, have you heard about Valheim? I love when I know something <laughs> and they bring it up. You're like, have you heard about this? No, I'm yes. Like, i have, yes, I'm well-versed in this. And by you asking me if I know about it means that you guys have been playing this like crazy, haven't you? Right. And they took me through it and I was like, oh, no. Okay, I got to check this out. And I was tempted to just jump onto their server and be like, give me a bunch of stuff and I'll start you know, with that. But I'm like, I really want to know this grind intimately. Like, I really want to know how hard it is. And the two things that I think are so fascinating about the game that hooked me so much is like, the restrictions are perfect. Like, the, the, how hard it is to get things is just f- potentially frustrating enough. I had a thing this weekend where I tried to fight the fourth boss in the game oh, and shit. failed so many times spectacularly and my, like, attempts to salvage that failure were, like, enough that, like, a man was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know, it's, it's it's long story. <laughs> I'm like, I, was, I had to get a boat, and then the boat, I got a tent, uh, never mind. Um, uh, but when I finally did it, I, it was, you know, it was huge. Like, I'd be ooh. sitting there sailing over in the waves on my little dinghy because my boat's already there, and they yeah. destroyed the teleporter, so I can't get back over there, and just kind of laughing at myself,
2: like, oh my this game has me so hard. It's- so, wait, you soloed the fourth um, boss. You took it out. Yes, How many bosses are there? Five. Five, right? Yeah. Oh my God,
1: John. And the rock for the fifth one's like a big skeleton head. I have no idea what it is. So Um, sick.
2: But the restrictions,
1: I think, are really clever. What you can take and where, how heavy it is, what you need to make what things, how you get those, and it actually has like a string. There's actually like a thing to do, like a goal goals to have, and a and a you know um, it's really rewarding when you get like a key or something. You're like, oh, I just apply this to this, and then that works neat. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that leads to very obvious. Stages where you just suddenly get more powerful and you get like, oh, this new material. And then, like, you get so much buffer. How's and, your bow and arrow? Um, it's okay. There's like little feathers on the top and bottom. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of. Um, you know, Be Nice was a little more like durable, but like that was their upgrade. And mm-hmm. Like, yeah, nice. you put feathers on the top. Like, That's one way to do it. But uh, it's the aesthetic is really fascinating. It's it pummels my PC like nothing I've ever seen before. Like, that <laughs> I've never heard that fan work as hard as it did <laughs> to the point where I just turned everything off. I was like, I think I can still function and know what's going on and then from that point i kind of bumped the draw distance up but like my knees were getting hot i was like i can't (laughs) this is this is intense um but just the way the way they manage pixels the way it's not like necessarily what i would call like realistic it's very you know early like world of warcraft vibes but it's just enough you know like it it's um the world feels it's so it's so immersive. I love the way that they do night. I love how dark everything gets. I love like how scary it gets. Like most of the mood is dour. <laughs> like most places in that game, there's like one biome that has like happy music. Like everything else is like there, a mosquito is going to come along and murder you any second now. Oh my god, the mosquitoes! Um, death mosquitoes. Oh uh, my god. But um, and I you know after all that time that I've been playing, you zoom out to the, see the whole map, and it's just like. <laughs> you know, am I ever going to get to this?
0: Is there a point to going all the way to the end? I don't know. And it's just an early access. It's crazy. Uh, I think something that I always get—I don't know if intimidated is the right word—but like whenever there's a new hot crafting game, it's like, oh man, I'm gonna have to like learn this. Like I'm gonna have to learn yes. all the recipes and like what how the flow is, and just like sometimes that process of learning doesn't seem too appealing. Do you feel like Valheim uh, has a good sort of? gateway into its mechanics and world and all of that stuff
1: it's pretty straightforward there's not a lot of fluff there's mm-hmm. not a lot of one thing that builders does uh that i think they should do and i think it's you want to make yourself look fabulous for playing like a dragon quest game there's a lot of things that are just purely ornamental that are very you know like a lot of materials um that they want you to kind of have express yourself uh, and make different versions of things and like Every little tiny piece of something like really serves a purpose. Like there's Mm. not like even like, you know, my like big house that I've built now, if you go over to like my library of stuff, it's like it's it's not that many different types of things. And it's the type of game where like I would see something where I'm like, oh, I'm like running through dark wood and seeing this like shiny flower. And I'm like, I'm not using that for anything. I'm like, might as well pick it up while I'm going. And now I'm like, oh my God, do you have any of that flower? (laughs) Like because I've got to the point where I'm like, that's what I'm supposed to use that for. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at worst I'll just see something. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, you know, I don't need that. Uh, and then it'll just become relevant later. And it's interesting that I've dumped the graphics down, where it's like the the I can clearly see where the mushrooms are now. There's not <laughs> a lot of foliage like getting in the way of stuff. Um, That's funny. So that was yeah, it was pretty straightforward. There, are a couple times where I was like a little confused about like where I was supposed to be going. There was one time I think the most frustrated I've been. There was one time I'm like, oh neat, this is where I get that resource, and then it vanished. And I went, I found five other examples of the biome, and it didn't have this thing that mm-hmm. the other biome had. And I was just like, "Come on!" And then I find I found like the Disneyland of that biome, and was like, "Oh!" And then like saw where on the map it was. I was like, "Oh, fine." If I had gone east, you yeah. know, like I would have just Try bumped into air. it. But um, it's just because that game takes time. But it's uh, kind of in a Red Dead way. It's just very, it's very much like
3: mm.
1: to to survive the Viking way of life on your own, or just with a couple of compatriots. Yeah. Like you have to be able to defend yourself. You got to get out there and get lots of resources and. It's super cozy. Yep. The, yeah, the problem is like a lot of this genre is very cute, and there's nothing wrong with cute. It's just I've played that before, right. like, and so when I look to invest in something like you were saying, like learn all those systems and survival can be tough. Like there, I've gotten burnt by. When you die, it's re- it's a really gory game, which I kind of like. You kill a deer and just like <laughs> just blood yeah. gets tr- over yeah. trees and stuff. Like whoa! And when you die, it's extremely gruesome. Uh, and then I die, it's like whoa! And then I think like cool, I'm gonna spend the next forty minutes <laughs> like recovering from that and trying to get back to my body. Um, but there's just something about the cozy slash threatening nature of the game. Mm. How like when I finally found the swamp area, I'm like. You know, and I've like done a fair bit of Gothic horror research, and so like a lot of these names that come up, I'm like, oh, I, you don't see this stuff really referenced that much, even in Valhalla. Like a lot of the stuff, they didn't talk about. I'm like looking in the swamps and just see these green eyes like cro- <sighs> approaching me, and I'm like, Draugr? Like <laughs> mouse over. I'm like, all right, <laughs> Um Gotta love Dragger. Uh Not that many enemy types. Again, they don't like overcomplicate it. It's just really clear. Um, it's all about just going further in the things you find, you use. Uh, and so it just makes discovery in that game yeah. so rewarding and um, so gratifying to like figure things out and know when you like, get to an island, like, all right,
0: I don't need this stuff, I can go someplace else. You mentioned uh, just kind of the struggle that you had against the fourth boss, and I want to know kind of what that process is like, like when you die, is it like, oh, you lose everything that's on your body, or? Yeah, everything
1: on your body drops in that spot and a very bright looking thing, you know, that'll have your name on it. And I don't know how it works with other players. Can I grab your stuff if you die and find you? Yes. Or like maybe you can set rules on your server, like how that works. Yeah. So it's like I'll get your stuff. Don't worry about it. You know. And yeah, then like, there I was get some it of that. Out. Yeah. Because there's so many times it's like if I have one more person with me, but at the same yeah. time it's kind of it's scary being by myself, and I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm eventually once I'm all bulked up because it's still an early access. Like I, there will be a time I'll go over and you know uh, want to play with other people. Um, and so you all you got to do is grab the thing and run. Uh, but you like, for example, when I was in the boss fight, the problem that I ran into was frost resistance. I didn't have armor that had frost resistance. I could eat something that gave me frost resistance, but if I died, I dropped it, and there it all goes. So I started learn very quickly. Like, okay, I should have two frost resistance, just or two or three, just back at the base uh. in case I need those. Around halfway through my playtime, I picked up the idea that I'm like, I need a chest that just has gear ready to go because if you click, I play on the controller. If I click the th- left thumbstick it uh, does take all. It's just anything that's in this chest or whatever, just give me all of it. As long as I have the inventory space for it. So I die and you don't have any inventory. So I just open up this chest, click, and it immediately puts it even in the spaces that I want it to. And like, okay, I got my, these f- four items that I just basically need to survive. And then when you die and lose that, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, all now right, I'll, I'll, build just, I'll build something.
2: Uh, it's the worst. Do
1: I have any bronze left? Uh, I don't. Okay. Like, uh, uh, what do I need to make a ship? All right. Uh, um, it's and, brutal. But it's fun, like, one of the sets that you get from Trolls, you get this blue set that makes you uh, um, very sneaky. They literally will say sneaky. A little icon will pop up. And so it's fun to, like, run past a big troll or some big enemy and just, like, grab your stuff, take off, Mm -hmm. lick your wounds, and then, like, come back in. Um, The the final fight when I killed that thing probably took about 35 minutes. Getting to the point from the first time I fought it and died to the point where I would be viable against it took about four hours. Mm. (laughs) Like... Because I probably wasn't ready. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I probably, but uh, it's funny. I can scoff at something like Sekiro and be like, this is too hard. And yet, like, bang my head against this wall. Yeah. And love every minute of it. And so it's it's a strange, it's that, a strange form of abuse. That's <laughs> really interesting. Myself. And
0: I, I imagine once I experience it firsthand, I could totally see myself getting sucked into this as well. Because I I love struggling against bosses in, like, action games and RPGs and MMOs and that sort of thing. But the difference in a lot of those games is you just restart the fight. Like, you don't you right. don't have to, like... And in a lot of cases, I do. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll have a
1: teleporter close by. That's the thing about that fourth boss. Whenever I'd set up a teleporter, he would find it and destroy it. Find them and destroy it. And so I'd, like, go back to the spot and yeah. be like, where'd he go? And then I'd go back to my base, and it's just ash.
0: I'm I like, just worry whoa. that, like, the... <laughs> Like dying to the point where it's like, oh man, I need to like completely rebuild my gear or whatever would be too deflating. Sure. But maybe, maybe it's not that bad. And in, in playing the
2: with a with a group is is nice because it's like because s- they kind of
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They can, and,
2: and like you were saying, Jones about just like venturing out. Like the best part about the group was strength in numbers. So we had like all these forward operating bases of just like yeah all set up. So well, it was like. You know, because once you go on a huge journey across the ocean for like an hour or whatever, you know, the game's massive. It's like, we've got to have a nice way to get back to the bases so you start setting up teleporters and like new bases. And And when you realize
1: like, all right, I need to hunker down. Yeah. When you find a spot, you're like, okay, this is where the resources are. Where do we want to plant? Like when I think about the place where I live now and where I started, I just like went into a forest and and put a little square down and then was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this this little island next to the spot. This is perfect. Um, And I have so many teleporters out now that like all go back to old houses, and it's just like a ghost town. Like mm, to, all yeah. the all the all the fires have burned out, all the candles Sad. have burned out, all the chests have been demolished because I used that wood to build yeah. something else. But I still wanted to keep it, and like oh, I don't even have a teleporter to this cabin anymore. Like um, humble beginnings. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing is it's not it's not just like arbitrary arbitrary uh, inventory things that I'm losing. It's like every last little thing I worked hard to to get, and so and it's very easy to kind of like. Build things and protect it.
2: And shout out to just how polished it felt when I played. Crazy for being early access. It just felt you expect it to be jank. Mm. I did at least. Just that was on me. Just survival early access game has a. I feel like a history of just being a little rough around the edges. You know, getting all the systems in place and everything. Yeah, and it is. It is
1: pretty janky. The combat's like, (laughs) you know, very. I I kind of like finally figured out like the cheese part of it. It's like, hey, just people at home playing Valheim, don't block. Don't even waste your time. Yeah, I never block. It's kind of fun to stun things, but it's just like all you need is a little like dash out of the way and then just run in and hit it and then you just like yeah. Um, But uh, I gotta try this out. I can't. When when I started fighting bosses, I was like early access. Like this this is way more than I thought. Seriously. Um, When in discovering new areas, I was like, there's a lot more going on here than I thought. So there are five
0: bosses right now. How many bosses are they planning
1: to end? I have no, okay. no clue. I have intentionally not. This is the other thing, too, that I love about this. I haven't looked up anything. I haven't nice. seen a video, a trailer, Hell yeah. anything. I haven't read. In it. There's like one item I'm extremely curious what I do with it, but I don't know.
0: Did your friends that were talking to you about it, did they kind of help you in the beginning phases? Not.
1: Ri- I mean, I kind of talked to, to them about stuff that, you know, like little... Things that I thought were interesting, but again, I didn't want them to spoil too much. The only, the main thing that they spoiled is I just saw what they were wearing. I'm like, so, like, I know I'm, I'm not there yet. I think I almost am. But uh, I was just, you know, you start out in rags and they come in, like, looking like Jon Snow. I'm like, what is the, what? Oh! But uh, they killed a lot of wolves. Uh, yeah, taming animals haven't really, because why, you know, it seems amusing, but it's like, why would I Yeah. I don't know.
0: bring them into battle? Speaking of Jon Snow, uh, <laughs> we were watching. Very the Game of Thrones vibes. The, Very. The friends reunion and they just like randomly cut to like different actors uh, to, to for them yeah. to say what friends meant to them and yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. there's Kit Harrington yeah. <laughs> I was just like oh I was not expecting you here out of, all, out of all I of think them. you say Kit Harrington was
1: on like some episode where he dated you know like Rachel Well that bit. was the
0: thing <laughs> like boy they had a a lot of like huge guest stars they had like Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt Oh Julia Roberts uh, there's an am- amazing thread oh, on Twitter
1: about uh, Miami Vice had just like really Ben Stiller like Age 17. And those Friends as well, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of shows. But um, this is also extremely my jam. Like, I could see people getting into... I bounced off of it almost immediately. When I first logged in, they drop you in this area, and I was like, how does this this too much? <laughs> and then again, my friends were like, you you know, knowing you, I think you would really dig mm. the aesthetic. Surprised I haven't turned the music off, because, you know, they only have, like, five themes that just loop in forever. Yeah. And I, I still really dig them. Um,
0: hey. So... I <laughs> You, we, I remember playing Grounded with you and Blood and Isla. You know we were having a great time, but I feel like this has its hooks in you way more than something like a Grounded. Yes. So what what do you think is like the fundamental difference between? It those just two
1: feels games? heavier. It just feels way more like I'm actually. In a place where it's grounded, it's like I'm in a theme park. You know, it's sure. like oh, we're small. You know, I totally and like and again, a lot of the other survival vibes that like um, you know I can I get extremely immersed. I think much more than the first Dragon Quest Builders than the second one. The second one got kind of gar- uh, cartoony. Which is funny to say about Dragon Quest in general, but the uh, first one was a little more grounded, and the people in the the areas did a lot more. They were just a lot more autonomous in terms of like what they worked on, and that was extremely cozy. Like when you know time of day would change, and like you know all the lights would turn on, and they would all go to bed. Like I loved that aesthetic, um, but it was still very cheerful. It was still like kind of on the more you know happy vibes whereas this is again is so like you know you leave something and you come back and they, they you know some of the dudes came by and destroyed it like it like there's just so it's just a, a harsh harsh world mm. and so when you get stronger because you went to biome number four and then go back to three and one of these things are like and you're just like shut the hell you know you like give it the axe like i'm not even gonna switch to my knife i'm just gonna axe you in the fa- you know the axes i use to cut down trees just get out of here um, it's, it's, I love leveling up and I love grinding to, to get more powerful in a game and it's just like yeah so satisfying especially because it's early access too so it's like neat I could be potentially done with right. this game that seems like it has no Seriously. end like, you know then I'll get some email and like no
0: do you, do you think like how likely would We've that be if update. you like let's say you spend you, you kind of see everything there is to see and then you spend six months away from it would you go right back in or you're like no I had my time I don't know because
1: okay. I was extremely into Valhalla but then you, you were telling me about the first DLC I'm like no
0: way yeah.
1: But then again, I played the Immortals DLC, so who knows?
0: Who knows? Uh, well, I know about Diablo 2, and now I know about uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected, because they had a closed beta. Um, made a paladin, played with two buddies. Uh, it was two X long, and my feelings on it are a lot more mixed than I was expecting. Hmm. Um, the first... I mean, it's Diablo 2. It's still an extremely well-made game in a lot of ways. There are, like, some quality-of-life things that I think would be nice. Like, just potions automatically going from your inventory into your hotbar once you've used them would be nice. Um, And Vicarious Visions... Uh, you know, now Blizzard proper did did an incredible job with the graphics. Like I, I, I don't think you realize how good it looks until you see it in motion because I certainly didn't. And mm. like, it's it really enhances places that are otherwise like you know kind of drab uh, because there are, you know there's procedural generation in Diablo too, but even just like you know like a dark sewers, just the lighting, like the way that like a torch would. Uh, Just create shadow in a way that was like not possible in the original 800 by 600 graphics, which you can switch to at any time, and it's it's so it's so dramatic, it's insane. But yeah, really, the lighting effects in general, like there's a there's an area where you go and there's just like a burning pentagram on the ground, and you just like you stop and you just stare at it because it's so cool. Um, And that goes for spell effects as well, both what the enemies are doing and what you're doing. Uh, there's just so much more pizzazz that like it's worth playing just to see how much love and care they put into the graphics. like I can't like the the enemies look great, the environments look great, the spell effects look great Like, they there really was like just so much effort here uh, that is pretty incredible. They've also they're also redoing the cutscenes, which are great. I think the Diablo 2 opening cinematic is one of the best opening cinematics ever, and so to see that redone uh, was was really, really cool. But the um, thing I don't like is when I was playing with friends, so I, I played with the same two people. We played multiple times together, and it was, like, so laggy, it was really hurting our experience. Mm. And It would be the kind of thing where, like, you would run, and then it would lag, and so your character mm. would teleport ah. back to a previous location, and Diablo 2, you know, the first act, pretty chill. Things definitely ramp up in Act 2, especially as you get closer and closer to Duriel. And so, like, we would be multiple times, both myself and then somebody else would be like, yeah, the lag just killed me. And that sucks. Like, that really takes the the fun out of it. And I especially think in something like Diablo, right? Like, Hubert, uh, you and Damiani, myself, stream Diablo 3, not that long ago, and I think just to have that flow, that like constant, like okay, let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go. That kind of momentum is really important to action RPGs, and uh, the that not happening here due to the lag is really disappointing. I don't know, like I didn't thoroughly test the lag, so I don't know if it was just something on my end. Uh, but I hope that that is not a problem at release as well. Also, the loot being free for all was fantastic and hilarious like you really gotta coordinate with your team and like there definitely be times where it's like oh i was gonna get that you got it that's okay um but i also think it's nice like especially in comparison to diablo 3 and i've talked about this plenty of times is it's nice that like i appreciate when a game is willing to push you to understand its mechanics and like really think about things like when you select normal right away and like Diablo three just doesn't like if you play Diablo three on normal, you, you could fall asleep and beat it. Whereas Diablo two act two, like you really have to be on top of things. The enemies have so many things that they can do to you that are really dangerous. They have life steal, they have mana steal. Um, the The environment is just as much of an enemy, like the maggot layer. You <laughs> I was going along. I was with my friend, and like I couldn't if he was in front of me, I couldn't attack because that's how little space you have in the maggot layer. Like one person can get through here. But then he was like, "Oh, I'm a barbarian. I can leap over the enemy, and then we can both attack them. And so just I think environmental and mechanical things like that are really fun to figure out, and they just don't happen in the same way. Uh, in, in like Diablo 3, for example. And so I, I appreciate that um, challenge for sure. Is this closed beta? So this was a closed beta. They had a technical alpha, which I didn't get in, and then they had a closed beta. And then this coming week, right this week, they're having an open beta. Got it. Everybody will be able to play. Um, and it's not only on PC, but it's also on consoles. And something that I didn't get accomplished uh, that I really want to try, and I'll probably try it during the open beta, is controller support hmm. um, because that that is a big thing. I got on that our platform. downloaded on my PlayStation Five. Yeah, yeah, I'm really I curious. I just, just popped in for a half a second. Yeah, just just
1: to, to look at it because, um, uh, yeah, it's it's one thing when a game gets remastered and you see the jump from the old version to the new version. It's like nice, they made that thing better. It's like wow, there was. I wouldn't have thought to put all that stuff there, you know? Like yeah. um, and yeah, it's really neat to to see it's it's one of those instances where you see developers really having fun. Like, yeah. You can you can see it right in the work they're doing.
0: Yeah, it's it's a game that I think is just so fascinating that I think everybody should give Diablo 2 a chance if you can. And I really love that they include because I think a lot of people are gonna be playing this that have never touched Diablo 2 before, and the fact that you can just like see what the old game is like even on console I think is is really really cool. Um yeah, I'm curious how what the community will be like around this and like if if it will have any like staying power, I guess. I'm not sure on that or if like it'll just be kind of a nostalgia thing for a lot of people or mm-hmm. like a brush up history thing for a lot of people. I'm not really sure what the uh perception of it is going to be just as a game. But Man, there's something about like I can't tell you how many times I've cleared the den of evil in my life. Like it's just like I, I don't I don't know what that number is and I think there's kind of an innate fun in Diablo that I'm not really sick of it. Like it's not as magical, I think, as it was the very first time, but it's it's still that game still definitely has a pull to it. And like I forgot how much I enjoyed the lore in Diablo 2 as well. Like it's not too extravagant, but it is pretty cool um, learning about all the different factions that are involved and all of the the the, the evils and, and just their history and relationship with each other and the voiceover. I mean for being like so old, right? Like the voiceover is just killer on on so many of the characters. Like Marius is great. Decker Kane is of course classic you know, um, a lot of that stuff really holds up, and so it's nice now that the graphics can kind of meet uh, that standard. So I think the, the only thing that's kind of disappointing is, you know, we're pretty close to release with the beta, and all the classes are open except Assassin and Necromancer. So it's like, hmm. why why is that not? Hmm. And I, I really am worried about the lag. Like, I definitely think that that is something where there's going to be a ton of people playing... Diablo two opening weekend and like if they're having lag problems. That's not that's good. That's gonna be a shit show. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Um but I guess what is what is your guys' interest in Diablo two? Brand, I don't think you've played Diablo two before.
1: I've not. I've not I don't think I've played uh I didn't play Diablo one either. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it just seems like you were saying that with the the pace of it, um, it just seems like an easy game just to kind of like Run into and literally be playing, you know, blistering action the entire yeah. time I'm playing, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then just pull out of it and be like, okay, cool, I got a sample of what that was. Yeah, I don't know if I'll invest in the entire campaign. That would be cool. Be a fun thing to do in uh, October.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Be fun to stay up late and get all uh, demoned up. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was my uh, my my pop tart, my my chosen game of the podcast, if you will. Yeah, uh, and it was just because it was. Um, Stuff comes to mind like uh, Monkey Island, and and specifically like remakes that have you know honored what the original looked like as well, and so you can see the gap. And I you know I'm such a sucker for stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and it's just such an easily accessible game. I remember. I remember, I think it was Brad, I remember talking about Skylanders. And Brad was like, why are you playing Skylanders? There's somebody near Brad asked why I was playing Skylanders. I was playing like Trap Team a bunch or something. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's just kind of fun to just turn your brain off, and just run around and destroy stuff. He's like, then play Diablo, man. <laughs> and I was like, it's a good point. Yeah, It's a, a touche. <laughs> it's funny. So here we go. Um, gonna get in? And you talk about the characters. That, you know, it can be fun to dive in that story. I've listened to yeah. the soundtrack of Diablo 2.
0: Mm. many times. <laughs> yeah. The thing about There's Diablo 2 of story stuff.
1: I love the score just to listen to
0: is you really need to know what happened in Diablo 1 to mm-hmm. to get the most out of it. I'm familiar with the end of Diablo 1. I know how all set. I know, big, yes, I know set. that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you are all set. Um the other thing that was really nice is you know again just to go back to the the graphics is you can zoom in now and there would be moments where I'd just be like this looks awesome. I just want to get like a closer look. And I feel like RPGs are so much like go, 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 kill, kill, kill that I think it, it was really telling to fight against that, that, that treadmill that your brain can get on and be like, no, actually, wait, I want to stop and I want to like, look really closely here. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice. You know, they obviously crushed it with Tony 1 plus 2, and so it's nice to see this uh, getting the same treatment hubert uh you've made me really happy because you've been playing i'm not sure if you finished or not finished this one too nice And okay. the dlc uh the doom eternal dlc ancient gods oh, part 1 and nice. 2 oh baby yeah
2: i, I thought you were going to bring bring i thought you were, blah, 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 blah. i thought you were going to say another game but doom eternal my yes. goodness my god
0: yeah did you finish part 1 and 2 of yes. ancient gods okay yes too nice, nice,
1: Saw a good uh, portion holy of this shit. in the Community Showcase. Yeah. Holy.
2: Whoa. Yeah, all I got to say is just holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it, it. makes me crack up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Insanity. Cranked to 1,000. Like, this is the most insane. <laughs> that, that's really all you can say about It's yeah. just it's so ramped up. Mm-hmm. Um, really like the new mechanics they introduced in this or there's the new a lot enemies? New, yeah. Quite a bit. Uh, there are these cool enemies that you have to like pick off their heads, but you can only like shoot their heads when they are like flying up in the sky. Uh, there's these cool little turrets. Cool some of the coolest turrets I've ever seen in a game. It's like a little floating eyeball and it'll shoot at you, but if you aim at it for too long, it'll duck away. <laughs> and if you stay aimed at it, it won't pop up. So you have to like turn away and let it pop up. Um, just catch those
1: shots out of your periphery yeah like, that's yeah.
2: one um that's fun. yeah yeah just Doom Eternal but just cranked to a million yeah
0: and it it should be said that it's a game that was already pretty cranked
2: it was <laughs> yeah I don't understand like how yeah. they, they cranked it more I mean the environment the, the arenas I should say I was actually noticing that some of the arenas like in part one
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Insanity.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: so So they will have like electrify, electrified floors and then just throw all these enemies on the bottom and then have like hulking beasts on the top holding it down. And it's like, where do I even go? Right. So you just have to keep moving. Uh, there was another one I really liked where you have to follow kind of the wolf. Mm-hmm. This like spirit wolf is like chasing to the, the like fire beacons or whatever. Yep. And... Whoa outside of its little orb, you're getting damaged. So you have to stay <laughs> in this tiny little uh, protective bubble. It's like, it's demons, like Spider-Man-esque. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> the demons are just flooding in. Um, and then, you know, Doom Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal have had like a pretty, pretty intense focus on story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked kind of the small... It's a sequel to Doom Eternal, but, like, it still felt a little small, a little focused. I mean, it's extremely consequential. Yes. Yes. Super important. Yes. Uh, And I don't want to say anything, but the kind of the climax of the second part Mm -hmm. is some of the hypest
0: shit I've ever seen. (laughs) It is
2: so hype.
0: (laughs) Crazy. It's funny because... Uh, not to shit on Assassin's Creed, but I feel like with Assassin's yeah. Creed, the yeah, DLC, Creed. Yeah, 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 was yeah. the <laughs> refrain was kind of like, you know, it's a lot of stuff that you've yeah. already seen. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with the Doom Eternal DLC, it's like how I want more DLC to yeah. feel where it's like it was like I can almost picture them sitting at a table and being like, what if we did this? What yeah. if we did this? Like yeah. y- you could almost see like the giddiness of them yeah. trying things out as mm-hmm. you're playing through it. Because they they really throw like a ton of shit at you.
1: It's out of control. It's intimidating in the best
0: way. Yeah, it yeah. is. Like it as is. like
1: yeah. as a connoisseur of action, it's just like wow, that's that's some fine gaming right there. Like, yeah. do you want to play, sir? Definitely not.
0: <laughs> the, it's, exa- it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah. part one. It is. That looks like it hurts. Part one final <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> boss. You know, it does. An okay, hour like of it. The, just... the hardest thing I did. In <laughs> the Dueling boss. Dueling the part one boss on ultra So was insane. Was the hardest thing I've done in. I've dude. Dude, Dude. <laughs> I know this crazy is not crazy, boss. I know
1: fight. this is in the main game, uh, just eternal though, specifically. But the guys yeah. with the swords, yes, the f- marauders, the, the, the anger at these guys on Twitter was mm-hmm. different than normal anger. When I see like normal anger, would be like a company's policies or like pricing or something. Or if it's like something in the game, it can be kind of cheeky, or you can tell somebody's just having a bad night. Everyone hated this guy, like, yeah. so, like. Like stop people in their Which really a f-
2: Fire! Like people were off. They nerfed it though, <laughs> and I'm not, because I'm not of the saying, backlash. And I'm not saying anything about like
1: you know, uh, you know their skill of play or whether these things were frustrating or not. It was just funny to see that
2: anger communicated in, in a much different way mm. than I saw on Twitter. Like, I think it was they made personal. the
0: stun longer. On stun longer and like I,
2: more pronounced. It's like yeah, Boo!
0: I think I thought they were gonna change it back, but maybe I was yeah. wrong. But man, the Marauder, the Marauder conversation upsets me so much because, Good and enemy. it's like such a great enemy. Yeah, it's a fantastic enemy, Brilliant. and it's also like it, it exposes one of the fundamental flaws of social media where people just like they just spout off an opinion without mm-hmm. really like soaking in it for a while mm-hmm. like if you pay attention and yeah. you actually like pay attention to what the fucking game is telling you yeah the marauders are not a big deal no you just kill them the way that they tell you to kill them and yeah. it's fine
2: yeah you get to use
0: they They're super obvious tells their
2: weakness is the greatest gun in the game the super shotgun yes. so it's like perfect yeah you know yeah. They blink, you shoot them. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> super shotgun hard counters. So it's like, oh, nice, perfect. <laughs> uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's it's
1: something akin to, like, there's this one super tiny platform in the original Super Mario Brothers, and, like, I can't land on the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm physically incapable of jumping and then just stopping. Like, I never trust that I'm going to land in the right spot. So even something like that, I've been playing, you know, Mass Effect, and they have this yeah. super easy quick time event for all the hacking things. Yeah, like, yeah, why would yeah, I ever yeah. spend gel to do this? Yeah. And I'll joke with Chad, I'm like, I haven't missed any of these. And then, of course, I can't I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And I think the Marauder was that kind of thing. I could see people being like, you know. Anyway, sorry. Just just basically yeah. meaning like this is a it is a contest of champions. <laughs> that yeah. yeah, it is. Especially in the, both of those. Are those the only two DLCs? Just Act 1 and Act yep. 2 and then well, or or all, that and set of the story is completed?
0: For, for story DLC, hmm. yes, it is Ancient Gods Parts 1 and 2, but they have other content. They have master levels, basically. So <laughs> even harder versions of levels that you've already played. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but... Going and into they, uh, this, yeah. they
2: The reason I hopped back in is because I was waiting. I had originally played on PS4 because yeah. it came out before PS5. Uh, I was waiting for the native PS5 version to hop into both parts, which uh, I did. Yeah, it runs beautifully,
0: amazing. Um, I I like both parts of the DLC. I remember Part One being like way more grueling. It uh, was those environments. It was the, yeah. it was the
2: arenas because you told me that. So I was mm-hmm. looking out for it. I was analyzing. Yeah. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. the environments in part one are restrained and the best defense in doom is to keep moving. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it really challenges you to yeah. keep moving, to keep
0: picking them off. I you're saying that <sighs> in my head yeah. there's a sound effect soundtrack playing where the 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 dash uh, on like immediate. over and over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, going into part two, mm-hmm. uh, big new weapon slash mechanic there—the hammer. The hammer. How do you feel right, about okay. that?
2: The hammer is cool because it was okay. Like if if Id, if you're gonna ramp this shit up, right? Give me something like to defend myself. You know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna throw all that shit at me, like give me something. So it was nice. It's like okay, the hammer. So the hammer. Uh, if you if you combo it with other uh, weapons and items, you can like basically double your resources nice. in a way—not like double, but you get more. So if you, which like, is
1: one of my favorite things about the original Doom, 2016, yeah,
2: sixteen, yeah, yeah. If you if you like flame them or whatever, and then you get a bunch of armor while they're on fire. If yeah. you then you use your hammer, a bunch of armor comes out. So things like that. Uh, really liked it. Just another tool for the kit. Using it with the chainsaw and the guns, just everything. Um, I just thought yeah. it was integrated so seamlessly and like a really cool mechanic at the end. You know what yeah. I mean? If the, if it was throughout all of Doom, I think it would have been
0: too much. Yeah.
2: But right at the end to have some kind of mechanic that oh, no. added an extra layer, added another step was cool.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because uh, Hugo Martin was like, We wanted Ancient Gods Part Two to kind of feel like a victory lap, and I totally get that sensation. It does come across that way, (laughs) both in terms of the gameplay and the storytelling that they're trying to do. And it's so sick in Ancient Gods Part Two, where you're going in and you see like this war raging around you. It's 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 a fantastic spectacle. But it was weird, like doing Ancient Gods Part One and then Part Two, because I felt like my skills got so refined in Part Mm One, where like. It was like it was like I got sharpened but didn't yeah. quite have enough to cut. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Uh and so that that was a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wonder if like more of a ramp up would have been appropriate. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, the question to you, Huber, is by the end of Ancient Gods Part Two. There are so many tools in your toolkit that I'm yeah. not even sure if I can name them all. Same. Got, I was trying to
2: think, and you yeah. reminded me of the hammer. Thank thank you. Yeah, that, so you've got, a big one. you've got the
0: hammer, you've got the sword, you've got the chainsaw, you've got glory kills, you've got different types of grenades, you've got yeah. multiple weapon attachments for every attachment. Do you think like it's too much now, or do you think that they dole it out in such a way where it all kind of naturally builds on top of each other? F-
2: I think, it's, I think it's, if you begin Doom Eternal and you go all the way through and into the, all the DLCs, I think it's nearly perfect. I okay. think it's so excellent the way they do it all. Um, with that being said, the next Doom, Yeah. I don't know what it looks like. I'm hoping they go Doom 3 style, maybe scale it back a little more horror style or something, because mm. I feel like it's been cranked, it's been <laughs> ramped to the maximum yeah to the max yeah because it is still very much a a, a math and a science and a rhythm of this weapon this enemy this weapon this enemy dash yeah. dash run run <laughs> da- you know it is you're loading up moves in your brain for yeah. you know um so yeah, I just think any more now, it's like Jenga, you know. <laughs> it's like we've we're reached all the way to the top here. Hey. Right. If they can See, c- Doom collapse like a Jenga
1: tower, would be a <laughs> spectacle in and of itself.
2: <laughs> yeah, if they if they can can crank it even more, then shout out, wow! But
0: yeah, I'm uh. kind of with you. I don't I don't think they need to crank any more mechanically. But I think something that they have done is they've made a shooter that is so much fun to learn and like mm-hmm. so white knuckle in its yeah. intensity that it's really a blast. And it's it's super distinct. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if they can cram any more mechanics on, on, onto it, but I also want more. Yeah. And so I wonder if like they could do maybe some interesting mix of PvP or PvE or mm-hmm. like maybe maybe throw in some like roguelike progression. Yeah. I don't know. I think cool I think modes. I don't think it's gonna be in the like nuts and bolts mechanics of shooting and dealing with enemies. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. come from structure. Nice. Uh for the next Doom, but I'm really yeah. curious. I would love to be a fly on the wall at yeah. End and where do we go from here? Out, yeah, what they're what they're talking about. Yeah, sure. and just I love the
2: difficulty options and everything. You yeah. can do all these difficulties, Jones. You can do one where it's like one life to live, mm. classic yeah. mode with lives, and I just appreciate how hardcore. You can make this game and crank this game. You put it on the yeah. highest difficulty, which I didn't even. Or you can <laughs>
0: even do the opposite. Yeah, and, like, and you yeah. can also
2: go down to the easy. They have the boss armor that it can yeah. give you. they got an
0: infinite lives cheat, I think. Yeah. yeah, I just, I love that. I love that. Yeah, and I think the thing that is really important for me is not that it is difficult. It is that it is difficult in a way that I want to yes. get better at it. And Every I, time you die,
2: it yeah. feels like it was on you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay. What can can I learn to do better? What was I not doing? Oh, I forgot about my fire grenades. I wasn't using those these times.
0: Okay, right back to it. And (laughs) just like I think in the main game from level one of Doom Eternal to the end of Doom Eternal, Ancient Gods Part 1 and Part 2, like you see yourself just get better. And it's so cool being like, I couldn't have done that like 10 hours ago. Now I can. Now I'm so in the zone and so familiar with my tools. Like... Think about how many games you play, and you're like, oh, I forgot I had that. Yeah. And I just feel like Doom yeah. Eternal stretches you in a way where you're like, Gotta no, like, I oh. know what this is
2: for and when. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really satisfying. Uh, I would use a super shotgun every chance I got. Well, it's great. I would use the super shotgun and have full ammo with every gun, but be out of ammo with the super shotgun. That's, that's and what then, I was going to say. And then burn a chainsaw
0: just for more super shotgun. <laughs> that's what he was going to say is I feel like... Um, <laughs> If you rely on a weapon too much, you yeah. run out of ammo yeah. so fast. So fast. And so you have to yeah. interact with the other mechanics like chainsawing. But yeah. even your chainsaw is super limited. Yeah. And you have to make decisions like, do I just want to kill a grunt and get more ammo? Or do I want to like save up to the third tier so I can take down anything with a chainsaw? Just fascinating decisions. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. Shout out. Don't skip it. I want more fucking doom. Don't oh. skip it.
2: <laughs> so badly.
0: Uh, But Doom is hot and heavy, just like The Sizzle. Uh, And on today's Sizzle, I thought I had two super huge movie appreciators uh, with me. And so I want to ask you, what is the worst movie you've seen in 2021?
1: In 2021?
0: Doesn't have to be a 2021 movie. Ah. But what is the worst movie you've seen this year?
1: Oh, man. man. Things are so bleak, I don't know if I waste my time with bad films.
2: Yeah. Not now. That's a good statement. Not now. I gotta look up the name of it really quick. I've
1: mean, watched this on yeah. TV, but that's a thing it. I haven't seen.
0: Okay. I, while you're looking it up, I've got a couple I can shoot off. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 was like. Was s- that this year? Yeah, that was that Christmas. Was... Oh, yeah. was it Christmas? Yeah. Okay, that's bad. It's still really bad. Yeah, yeah. There was another one. Fuck. What was I gonna say? Offensive. Was there's bad, bad? that yeah. was that was a little i was it was a little so bit bad but, like i i like sat in the badness there was a some while. but there was some pedro pascal's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. ch- chewing the scenery yeah, yeah, yeah. yes him chewing the it, scenery is great but his character is so
2: dumb it got me so hyped up i was laughing yeah. hysterically because of his performance it was so great
0: i i hate that movie yeah no, there was another movie that i saw that was really bad
1: And it's funny because Suicide Squad, all the advertising on HBO, is like, dive into the universe. It's like, dive in. Oh! There are very
0: select spots (laughs) you can navigate that universe. Don't tell me to get lost in that thing. (laughs) Spiral from the Book of Saw was the other one I was going to say. And it's a very different Oh, no. I was curious about that. Yeah, it's a very different bad than Wonder Woman 1984, where for me, Wonder Woman 1984 was just a train wreck the entire time. And, like, I was bewildered at how bad it was. Yeah, it was crazy bad. Spiral was, like... It had me feeling really hopeful, and I thought Chris Rock did such an amazing job, and he was Mm. such a fascinating character, and it it hooked me. I felt like a fish hook going in my mouth, and I was being reeled in, (laughs) and then it just shits the bed with the blandest, most boring, most predictable twists that was set up in the most obvious way and it's just like oh like instead of like really doing something here you're just another fucking saw movie and i've seen all of them yeah. and you're just falling on the same old tired bullshit yet again and like leaving the theater pissed and it was like you could have been good you had the potential yeah
2: mine was uh, uh locked down it I premiered don't even in know what this it is. premiered in January on HBO Max mm-hmm. it was like one of the it was one of the very first mm. HBO Max things with Anne Hathaway and um, Doctor Strange's rival, not Mads, but his partner turned rival, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mordo. Maybe
0: I know. I know the character that. You, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, he they, turns on the order. Yeah. The premise. The reason I watched it because I thought the premise was cool. It was like during quarantine, they like try to pull a heist or whatever. And it was just stupid. It was was so bad. It was so boring. Characters were lame. Acting was bad. Everything was bad. Everything was just just bad, boring, bland, blah movie.
0: Just blah. I don't know what it is, but... Because it doesn't make any sense. Because a game usually takes so much longer than a movie. Mm -hmm. But when I watch a bad movie, I'm like more (laughs) upset than when I play a bad game. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because most movies, yeah, it's games can kind of play around with our emotions but like a movie yeah. tries to set something up it's like you were saying mm-hmm. with you know you having the idea of how good Saw could have been yeah. or how good Spiral could have been how good Saw can be in general because yeah. like I I had never seen any of the films and then they were all on Netflix or something and I watched them all in the span of like four days it's yeah. just like oh okay that's the I best could, way to I watch I couldn't Saw. stop yeah. every movie it was like a TV show yes. almost because like every movie just went right in the next one Yes. Um. so I am curious about that but it's when you have those moments when you see so it's why, it's why the movie Speed drives me crazy because it's so close, you know. It's like there's so no, such a great premise, just great acting and or such great actors, you know. And it just makes a dumb movie. Independence Day. It's like, come
3: on.
2: <laughs> were so, Wait, are so you? Close. You don't like
1: Speed? I like Speed. I think Speed could be better than Die Hard. I think it literally oh, could God. be. Oh, it had its potential. A lot like
2: Under Siege doesn't. God. You know, it's like there's so many movies that just don't like uh yeah speed just, could be a masterpiece but it's just a sick 90s action movie instead uh i've been watching lots
1: of media like without remorse and tomorrow war we're both on amazon hmm. it was like all right
2: okay.
1: i
0: i was curious about tomorrow War. was it good
1: uh it's it was what i expected it's it's okay. it's there's there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in that game or going on in that, in that movie that looks like a game i guess um but uh, it was more into. It doesn't have the vibe of like, well, this was made for a streaming service. It's like, mm. oh, I could have totally paid and seen this in, yeah. a, in a theater. But um, it's just very. It's like it's like the first time somebody tells a bad joke. You're like, ah, okay, that's where we are. Mm. It's that about that level of humor. About that level of um, t- taking this seriously. Had some fun twists, but uh,
0: I think why playing or watching a bad movie is so much more upsetting is it like at least with a game i feel like i've been accomplishing something you know what i mean like beating a game or conquering something a game even if it's bad you're like there's a there's a, it's active a movie yeah. you're just sitting just there sitting wasting there. time wasting time and you feel it like when you're watching yeah. a bad movie you feel the time yeah. slipping away yeah. and it's the worst yeah um but this sizzle is brought to you by some wonderful shout-out to your patrons. If you want to find out more, go to patreon.com slash Allies. And I thought, since I knew we were going to be talking about Diablo, we would do our best Deckard Kane impression uh, at the end of this. Uh, so think of what you want Deckard Kane to sound like, and then say it at the end. Oh, okay. Shout-out to Al Thanis, mm-hmm. Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, mm. Esdokal, and Nick, shout, shout out, shout out, traveler <laughs> Jones. Uh, you're bringing a quirky one today. Yeah, uh, a lot of the games that uh, I, I've heard of before, but I'd not heard of Black Skylands.
1: Yes, uh, this game is also in early access, and this is a, this is a montage grabber. This is one where you like you watch some special or something, or Nintendo or Xbox. <laughs> or have some indie showcase or something and they're like "indies are fun" and they're playing some stuff and you're like "oh that looks like wait 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 go back go back 5 seconds what was that" mm-hmm. and I just saw some <laughs> some gal who was on an airship and she like docked it at a base and like grappling hooked over and shotgunned a guy and I was like "go on" and it was it had a great really fun uh Stardew esque pic- pixel aesthetic to it and I was like "this looks interesting" Um, And then it was one of those things, Blood Just probably was like, oh, Black Skylands. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. In fact, if that that can be something that I can just immediately check out, I'm very curious about that. This is a top-down game. And by top-down, I mean straight (laughs) top-down. You are looking at shoulders and... It's like, true eyes. like true eyes It's like that mode it's in like Contra Alien Grand Wars. You know what Alien Wars when you're like going yes. on the freeways? Yes, yes. yes. Yep. And it's like yep. split yep. screen yes. and it like yeah. is awesome. I don't like those. But models. it's so <laughs> top down. Like yeah. it's so the one of the only issues I have with the game's aesthetic, which is extremely cozy, and it does kind of have a tilt to it. So like you'll see things that are on posts. Like you can see kind of either side to it, but it is mostly very strictly straight up and down, which it needs to be for the game to function. But like I, I will walk into a room and and start like a little cutscene event, and somebody's like, "I knew you'd be here," and I'd be like, "Who's, who's talking? Who is that? <laughs> Who is, oh, there's a guy. Okay, there's a guy over in the kitchen. Okay, right, I'll walk over to him. Okay, you know, where it's like, obviously, most other games, even something like kind of you know uh, your classic pixel art JRPG style of just like a little bit in an angle. Um, so that can be a little bit confusing, but once you really get immersed in the world, there's a fun day night cycle, and you know. Um, Movement and picking up objects and managing inventory—all uh, of that's very straightforward. Um, and but the two main fun mechanics are—it's like kind of twin-stick shooter-esque. Mm. So even when you're just walking around talking to people, like you got your weapon out, you can spin it all the way around you. So it has like a very action-focused when you're just dealing with the world, and kind of has a. I use this very loosely because I can see this perking ears up, but uh, it's not exactly like it, but it gives me a little bit of a Hotline Miami vibe where like, Mm. if I get to an island that I'm trying to take over, um, if you just run in, like you're probably gonna get overrun, you have to be very careful. It's very direction based, Whereas like if you know where everyone is, you can just get a lot of your shots off and get a little dodge roll. Um, And then you have your airship and you're navigating this world and it does, which I didn't talk about with Valheim and just Valhalla. Did the same thing. It's like my open goes to Tsushima, man. Anytime a map is like, well, the more you explore, the more the map draws in. It's like, damn it! And so, like, I immediately go out in this world, and it's like it will do that in a very satisfying Symphony of the Night uh, mm-hmm. um, shovel night, not shovel night, uh, Steam World dig kind of way, mm-hmm. where like there are very clear blocks that are like boop that you're, like, you know, going on the map. So it's like, well, there's nothing over here, but i got to fill in the blocks. Yeah. So I'm just flying around, you know, and then you have this grappling hook, which is so crazy intuitive, works the same way as your gun. You just blast it anywhere and you zip over. You can use it to pull things. You can use it even just when you're, like, navigating around town. Um, So it's just a very quick game to zip through, and it has a very... When you talk to people, it brings up their character options like there's a lot of dialogue a lot of story start the story gets off and running really quick like a big threat comes in and so uh you have to go out and recruit people and fight off pirates and uh um uh yeah it just was it was it was funny because it's a game that i looked at and was like oh i think i have an idea of how what it's like to play that game and the quality level of that game and it was pretty on the mark i was oh, like okay. yeah they did a good job and uh, shout out to Black Skylands because I played Black Skylands and then played a ton of Valheim, and then this weekend played more Black Skylands because Frame Trap was coming up. And in Good the block where I just played a lot of Valheim, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was updating constantly. Like, they were, lot, were getting lots yeah. of little tiny updates. Uh, and it's the kind of game where, like, you bring up the options, and it's, like, very clearly right there. They're like, tell us, what do you think about the game? Um... There's a cute message, like when you brought when I brought out the game again. This time, it had this like old man with like a, a shovel, and it was like, "We're working really hard on the game. You know, <laughs> if you could tell us, we're really proud. It's early access, and you know, thank the community and everybody for checking it out." Um, and so, a very accessible game, and very again, if you are kind of into action, but you really loved, you know, the, specifically that slightly taller person Stardew Valley aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, with just you know, kind of like the, the the campfires and the torches and fireplaces and stuff. Charlie. That with airships. And the top-down you really need because of the airship combat um, because um, – and they do, even though it is kind of sometimes flat in the in the case of, like, trying to find characters and stuff. When you get out into the skies and you see, like, birds flying closer to the screen or way yeah. below you or you see, like, really cool stuff in the background, really cool um, scrolling environments and stuff, um, um, it's pretty So did you play through
0: all of this? Just early access. Okay. So how how much of this? I don't think I've
1: gotten to the end of it, but I wasn't. Yeah. It was something that I was like, I will definitely dive back into this because you have to, it's kind of like Valheim where like there's a lot of, when I opened up inventory and saw like all the different, oh, dynamite and makes, okay. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of little tiny things to learn. It's the type of game where I could see myself getting halfway through it and then realize there were 500 tools I could have been using that would have made stuff way easier. I'd like talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, have you done this with the airships? I'm like, where? I didn't know you could upgrade. Damn. I would just find the easy way out every time. Um, I was going
0: to ask about, like, airship upgrades and, and how much customization oh, yeah. you have yes. there. Okay. Just
1: tons of that all over the place. Like, kind of the Sea of Thieves-esque, where you can put different guns on Sick. You know, either mm-hmm. side. And all of it is constructing. So all of these these are supplies that I went out and found and then brought back to the base. And um, a lot, They have a uh, uh, Resident Evil uh, inventory system, so you just dump it into the Excellent. box, and then you can Excellent. pick that up wherever you are. Nice. Um, and... And it's just, it's all right there. So, like, it was neat jumping into the game and then seeing the map, and the game's kind of like, okay, here's this really important story sequence, and then, okay, go. Like, you can go back to this main area if you want to do more introductory story quests, or you can just hit every single island in the entire, you know, that's on the map right now. And from what I can see of um, I'm just like beating up pirates and stopping like little village tribal wars and stuff where it's yeah. like you just look at the game on Steam and there's this like giant pink, you know, Cthulhu coming out of a cloud or something. So it's like I'm. it looks like there's more, you know, crazy stuff to do.
0: Are you always playing as the same character?
1: I think so far, yeah. OK. Just this one um, destined to be pilot. And she's like very much in as part of their, their marketing. Sure. Um, very gracious fall because you imagine that's something that you would want to be scary where you like see your character like no you know like just because there are many 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 ledges the entire game is in the air um, but they have a the thing where like you can still see your marker and then as long as you can get near any surface and shoot your grappling hook at it they'll be like oh you saved yourself right the last second but like your health will drop like the farther mm-hmm. you fall down um, so yeah you, you still get that like <gasps> when you first like slip off of something but you can like correct it
0: Blood does a really good job of this as well, but I love getting on Frame Trap, and it's like this game probably isn't getting like hardly any attention anywhere else. And it's so nice when you guys can bring something that just sounds cool that probably not a lot of people have heard of, and just shine a shine a little light on it. Um, so you 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 talked about the the airship combat and kind of the ground combat. Do you feel like there's enough variety in the enemies and the mechanics that? it's stayed fresh for you or Mm -hmm. do you you kind of feel like you're doing the same thing over and over?
1: There's still, I, I, I was sated enough on what I played. Like I definitely stopped at a point, not because like I ran out of time, but I was like, got it. You know, I feel like enough about this game and you know, that I can, I can explain it to other people or figure out what I like about it. Um, and, like, I think, you know, if they get out of Early Access and have the full version one day, it's kind of where I'm at with Temtem. It's like, just let me know when you're done. And then sure. I'll invest that much into that man Temtem. Pokemon world. Every now and then it comes up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I did. I put a fair amount of time into Temtem. Maybe we we'll go back to that someday. Um, but, uh, and, you know, like I said, it just, um, it's, it's fun to, like, land on an island. And kind of, you can kind of see, like, okay, I think this will be an enemy base. But I can only see so much of the screen. So I, I don't want to, like, just go running in, you know, and then get, you know crowded and so it's kind of fun to, to strategize in that way so that keeps it fresh like mm-hmm. just not knowing kind of the same way of, of you know
0: Valheim of just like what's on top of this mountain what's in this forest for sure Uh Hubert this was one that surprised me because uh, I know like you've been being a mass effect I know I've been playing Final Fantasy 14 and I was like what do you want to bring to frame trap and you were like origami proud of you and yeah. like, <laughs> yes and the that's best game yeah That was one uh Brad talked about a very long time ago and I I'm glad you mentioned it, because I had forgotten that it exists, and it's still something that I want to play through. But uh, what what prompted this? The sequel is, like, weeks away. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So that got on your radar. And it's the... looking really nice. Nice.
2: Always wanted to play Origami when it came out. Just yeah. missed it. Yep. Um, the game came out in 2016, and then they came out with a DLC all the way in 2018. And then 2020, I think, was a Switch version. So it's like... just. Getting re-released and stuff. I heard uh, I was just reading about it after I finished. I guess a lot of people said that it originally didn't run as well. Now it like took a couple years for it to get like fully optimized. I think kind of when that DLC came out, they had like a new edition of the game that was mm. that was better. But in it, you are an origami, a spirit of vengeance, and it is like a ninja stealth game. It's got like cel-shady uh, looking graphics and indie game pretty small scale pretty pretty chill uh the original and you're a spirit of darkness so uh it's a stealth game and you're fighting against like the army of light and they can like use their swords and like shoot a lightning beam at you and you're just instantly dead like one (laughs) one shot you're dead there's no combat combat there's just stealth kills um nice so you gotta stay hidden the best mechanic the main mechanic is uh this like shadow dash thing Mm -hmm. and you hold r1 you kind of aim where you want to do and then you leap into the shadows you know but it's got to be a shadowy area there's another mechanic r2 where you can put a shadow anywhere but it like burns your meter Mm -hmm. so you can like put it on a light area dash there and then like get away you know so it's like chaining that all that together um the levels are really cool it's got this like feudal japan yeah vibe you know just big wooden houses and a lot of lanterns and torches um and yeah the abilities like when you're in the darkness you kind of recharge your meter and then when you're in the light it drains it mm-hmm. so just really slow paced gotta stay hidden um you know hide the bodies you can like there's a move where you can like stab someone, you kill them, and then you'll go over to their body and, like, just evaporate them <laughs> That's right, into I the shadows. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is risky, though, because then you're standing up when right. you do it, so yeah. an enemy is all, they're always like, huh? <laughs> what are you doing over right there? You know, and they'll come and investigate. Um, yeah, and the story's cool. This girl summoned you, and she's like, hey, you gotta assassinate these people. Take them out. Be my prince of darkness. Yeah, and you're, like, learning as you go. These memories, cryptic memories are coming back to you. Um, there's, like, a Bit of an emphasis on story, especially yeah. with the. I D- remember the setup. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, then the DLC like leans into it hard. It's a prequel. Mm-hmm. There's only four stages there. The main game is like twelve or thirteen. Um, this one know, is part. co-op. The game it was co-op. You can uh, match make. I didn't, but uh, the DLC is cool because there's like a guy character and a girl character. Um, I had to play it solo. I imagine. Tension vibes. Yeah, I imagine that co-op is really cool <laughs> because the stages were a lot bigger. DLC was awesome. It, the stages were really big. Um, you have, like, all these abilities and stuff. You could, like, tag people for your partner to come in and kill. Um, but I, I imagine co-op is really cool because Origami 2 is going to be three-player co-op. So it's like full-on oh, co-op, you, cool. dude. Yeah. Like, put it on your radar. It Looks amazing. There's combat this time I don't know if around. I knew it was co-op at the time. Wow, yeah. There's uh, action this time in, in two coming out, which looks really cool. But it's like high risk, high reward. They said mm-hmm. it's like you have to be really, really good at it because the margin of error is like really small. So it still maintains mm. like stealth. Um, but yeah, just a really cool, cool stealth game.
0: Yeah, on paper, Argonne is, I feel like exactly what I want because exactly. there's just not enough hardcore stealth out there. And every time I play Hitman, I'm like, this the, the industry needs more of yeah. this. Like, yeah. Uh, so, do you do you really think it like hits that quality mark? One is a little bit of jank. Okay, you know, you what, do, tell, what do you mean by that? Like uh,
2: the shadow dash can just be really janky of like, yo, dash there. Like, ah, you know, you're aiming this thing. Sure. Dashing up to a ledge can be really tricky because mm. it'll be flat on a surface, and then if you're aiming it at a ledge that you can climb up, it'll turn into like uh, like these like arrows moving up. Yeah. And it's just like, I'll be like, aiming right. <laughs> it's like, I know I can climb right. this. So it's just like those moments. Sure. Especially if an enemy is like looking right at you and you're trying to dash, right. you know. So, a little bit, a little rough around the edges, you know, a little bit, a little bit of, little bit of I cumbersome felt, controls. Yeah.
1: But other than that, cool game. I felt I wasn't very wraith-like when I was moving. Mm-hmm. I felt just kind of like the actual like yeah. walking down the pathways and yeah. moving around for as agile as I felt when I was using my abilities. Yeah, I would get back into just my own shoes and be like, eh, I'm yeah. a little slower, a little clunkier, um, uh, only because. You know these. It's it's like uh, reminded me of that uh, arrow that you have in Odyssey. Yeah. where You're just like, oh, I'm just gonna use this constantly in Assassin's Creed. you are just yeah. like zipping around. Yeah. And I and maybe and this is unfair in some games. You just kind of think like, wow, I wonder if my power is gonna elevate to this. But it made me think like, God, it'd be really fun to have like a very a very fast paced uh, stealth game where like you're not you're obviously like you're that. slowly manipulating the environment, but like tighten up those moments like in between enemies. Two had the. Prologue or the trailer I saw, I immediately
2: mm. watched one, and it was like zip,
1: zip, zip. But it also <laughs> it also has that vibe. You're like, wow, if they're getting a sequel, then of course yeah. they're going to take all of yeah. the you know lessons uh, from the first game. Mm-hmm. What yeah, I will like, say that's uh, awesome about the aesthetic for stealth fans mm-hmm. is the colors and the, the 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 you know kind of paper craft like yeah. you Looks know cool. um, uh, style in the world makes it really easy to um, or satisfying to discern danger areas, where enemies are, where mm-hmm. the end of the level is, where you're you know, where you can travel, where you can't. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that, that was always very satisfying. Heck
2: yeah. Yeah, and just a few enemy types, there's really just like archers and melee, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> you know, so, same same environments kind of throughout. They look a little different, but for the most part, you know, over the 12 or 13 stages or whatever, it's very samey, so.
0: I really wanna play this. Uh, it is short too, dude, yeah, I got how...
2: through that and the DLC in like seven hours. D- in, Yeah. so in. So
0: quick. Uh, is it on PC?
2: I believe it is. Okay, I'll probably yep. get on PC. I
0: think it's on everything. Um, big thing, a very fundamental thing with stealth games is just like how, like how you can tell it, whether or not enemies can see you. So, like, mm-hmm. it, are there like vision cones? Are there like just an in-game central marker and marker above their head? What is it?
2: The question mark, and then you can crouch. So you're holding crouch, and then you're in the shadow as well. Okay, reduces your vi- visibility. Um, so that's kind of the main thing. It's on you to just kinda of just stick to the shadows. An enemy if they see you, you know, they'll they'll have a question mark and then it'll be like the yellow mm-hmm. one or they're noticing, and then that starts filling up red. Gotcha. Like, I've got okay. you. Then you still have like a second though, because yeah. if they're red, they're like, Oh shit, and they'll immediately go. For the horn, like yo, <laughs> but if you can get them before they sound the horn, that can be ri- those moments are so satisfying. Yes, zipping over to someone stabbing them, you know, yeah. hiding the body. Uh, Even like if you at- attack someone above, it can get tricky because you'll you'll stab them and the body will just like fall down to other guards, and you're like, oh shit! I'm a big fan of cutting the bell in Valhalla, and then somebody finds it cut. Yeah. Somebody's like, I'm gonna ring the bell yeah. and then they're like, Stop! So God, <laughs> <So> it's <fun.
0: laughs> so satisfying. It's so good. You are making me think not of today. of classic Metal Gear and how much fun that panic can be. Yeah. Like getting seen, yeah. having the and then just like crawling under a bed and just waiting at the timer. Yeah. And the tension that you feel yeah. uh just as that thing goes down. I, so I hid fun. in some corners, man,
2: in this. I was yeah. just like, I'm not moving. Nice. Uh shout out to the UI. You have your cape. You have this cape mm-hmm. thing. And red, right? Yeah, but if you're in the shadows, you're like black and white. And it'll be your meter, like how Ooh. lit up this thing is. So it's just like really good UI of like, cool. okay, this is how much power I have. If you're like red or whatever, you can't dash. So it's a very used. minimalistic game. Very minimalistic, really yeah. cool UI. Yeah. And then like if you, when you get abilities too, uh, then the ability will be like on your cape, like an image, and then your charges like right below it. So it's just like really yeah. intuitive, reminding me of Dead Space a little bit. Just kind of the uh, yeah. So because it's
1: yeah, there's a basicness yeah. to it, but there's also <laughs> a straightforwardness to it that's really refreshing. Like if you're like I you say, if you're a stealth fan, like yes, it, it, it I just, am. It yeah. does it and it does it well. I yeah.
0: want more of this and I want to support yeah. this. Uh, two looks like a sequel tra- Well, three, two three three looks. Players, are there. Are there? Three, spoilers
2: in the trailer. Three player co-op. Yeah, uh, three player. I, yeah, I was skimming. I was skimming. I was skimming through the trailer. I just wanted a taste. I wanted like what are we? What are we looking at? Okay. So I didn't really see any spoilers, but. It looked good. How soon is the sequel? It's either this month or next. I think it's next. Damn. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: coming up. It was just in a showcase. I think it was just an Xbox or something. I uh, did Xbox. Yeah.
0: Maybe. It's yeah. so great because you said Dead Space. Coming to the,
1: uh, it's coming to Game Pass, I think, too. Is. There it is. Oh, don't quote me on that. But there it yeah. is. We talked about it last week. It was one of the many <laughs> indies flying oh, around. Oh, yeah. It might be on Game Pass. Swarming around.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. Game Pass has gotten, in a good way, so big that I'm not exactly sure what's on there or not. But, uh, yeah, you said Dead Space, and, like, a month ago, that used to make me really sad. Ah. And now (laughs) it makes me really happy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But that also ties ties in in what we were
1: talking about Diablo 2. Like, I can't wait to see what they do to see. I mean, you have to replay the first one before that game comes out. You have to. Dead Space 1.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. Dude, full trilogy. Full trilogy replay, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. I that should be a stream. a while ago, but. Um, games to play. I you know what I didn't do I never did the, D- the Dead Space three DLC because I was not that into it but. Okay. I never played. I, feel, I, feel I never like played, though, I I never like played Dead Space three because I was not that into yeah, <laughs> it. Yeah, no. I, you're fine. It does wrap things up, but uh, uh, Jones, I'm actually bringing a mobile game. To yes. Frame dude, trap.
1: I I snuck a peek at your list and I saw that and I was like. I hope that's what that is. Because I don't want to set this up to you because it's your yeah, game. Yeah, no dude. We it. were group streaming, man, and I looked over and I was like, what? Yeah. What are you playing? Yeah.
0: And I I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of well, you. Well uh, proud of
1: you for playing a game like this. It's so funny.
0: Man, it's it's been it's been kind of fascinating. So I've been playing Near Reincarnation, which is the mobile exclusive near game, and it is Making me feel all of the things. And so I wanna I wanna get like <laughs> I wanna get all of the good out of the way. I I think it's easy to use hyperbole, but I, I honestly think this is true. I think this is the best looking mobile game I've ever played. Yeah, it's uh like I just got a new phone recently and like it is flexing that thing. And it's not like graphically it's really impressive. I think when you're in combat, just the animations and the spell effects are really great. Uh, but it's the art style as well, which near it's near, so of course it's going to be up there but like it just you're you're walking through this area known as the cage and you'll get these like really nice like panoramic shots and you'll see the whole world around you and you like for a mobile gotcha game you actually feel like you're in a tangible place in a way that like i don't get in so many other gotcha games like in so many other gotcha games it's like okay i'm in this map it's like okay i did one one i'm going to one two okay the characters are talking their little images are going to pop up. And that's fine. You know, that can be fine. But I think this is just so much more uh, immersive um, as a result. And the music uh, is is phenomenal and I think really adds a lot. Like, it's a mobile game that I want to Mm. have the music on just to kind of soak myself into it. Uh, But the biggest thing for me and the number one reason why I'm playing this game is the story. I have never... I can't think of a mobile game, especially a gotcha game, where I've been this into the story. There's some that like I've enjoyed aspects of, but like this story is fantastic uh, hmm. because the way that they present it is you're this little girl accompanied kind by this figure named Mama, and she looks like a little ghost, like somebody threw a sheet over this like black blob and cut out its eyes, and there's something comforting about her. But also something kind of unsettling. And so you're trying to figure out, like, why are you going through this cage? What are you trying to do? Who is Mama? And so there's, like, kind of an overarching mystery there that's really fascinating. But it's also, as you're going through, you're diving into stories of other people. And so when you do, like, a story fight... Uh, it'll present it in a totally different style. So, like the the main like exploration game, it's a big three D environment where you can pan around the camera and move around and stuff. But then when you're doing these story segments, these little mini stories, it's like two D, like a like an ancient fable. Like the it's it's a lot of like black and white, and it's just like really pristine. Uh, and the those little stories that you. Learn about and it's people that you can recruit into your party and stuff are extremely emotional. Like, you'll you'll finish like a part of the story and you're like, I want to see how this is going to happen. And almost all of them so far have had like a really strong emotional climax. And sometimes it's a tragedy, and sometimes things kind of work out. Uh, but it's it's really going for it uh, in terms of the story. Which if
1: I love. if I'm in the Drive through Jack in the Box, yeah, and like somebody's like, and then my brother did. I'm like, hold on a second, yeah, and I'm like, cool, thanks. And go back to it. Did it just pause the cutscene, or is it like what you got to go back now to the beginning no. of the mission? Or,
0: yeah, so in my experience, um, when I've locked my phone, I've opened back up, it's just been right cool. there. So I don't think that that's too much. That too would be the phone. only
1: struggle I would think with story. You mentioned the music right. too, and it's like, gosh, how many mobile games do I play where I've, I've never heard what it sounds like? I just <laughs> <it out>. and <laughs>
0: Yeah, so while the story... So even, like, there are side quests that you can do that that have very involved stories. It's cool because they're doing, for, like, the launch of the game, they're doing a near Automata, like, crossover event. And even that kind of, as you do it, it goes into the story of, like, 2B and 9S and their relationship with each other. And in a way where, like, even if you didn't play near Automata, you kind of get, like, up to speed on who these characters are uh, in a way that's super nice. Um, But... If you are finding yourself in like a situation where you're like, I really can't pay attention to the story right now, there's plenty that you can grind out. like, mm. uh, like just a bunch of battles. like it's it's a free to play gotcha game. And so all of those trappings are definitely there where it's like, okay, I can upgrade my characters and then they have weapons which give me skills and I can upgrade my weapons, and then I get a companion and I can upgrade my companion and all of these things I need to grind out mats for and and that sort of thing. And like, it's fine. There is definitely an addiction to doing that, but the way it like manifests itself in the gameplay hasn't been that fascinating. So like, I knew I was gonna be all in on this game because it's fucking near. And so like <laughs> there's a like beginner's pack that you can buy, and I was like, okay, I'll buy that. And then I there were a couple of like, they got me. There were a couple of like beginner like you can get weapon upgrade things. So I bought that. But like, I really haven't spent that much on the game. I think I've spent like thirty dollars or less, which is all I want to spend on the game. Uh, and I know people will roll their eyes, but oh, I love dude, it, if I it was do, a Resident Evil game, I'd do the I same thing. Of, yeah, this thing. are
2: you kidding? It's it's a franchise you love. There's, yeah. It's it's the most normal thing. Yeah,
0: and I want I want to throw that out there because I feel like I really didn't buy that much. And I feel like even before I spent money, like, the game was kind of a breeze. And that's sort of how gotcha games go, Mm -hmm. where, like... Then you hit that wall. Yeah, where (laughs) the story itself is, like, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you encounter content later on, like, optional stuff that is harder to grind through. And so I really haven't had it... I haven't encountered anything. There was one mission, like, you have, like, a force rating. It's, like, your power rating. Mine's at, like... 36,000 and it was recommended like 50,000 and I just couldn't get through it. But for the most part, you just like hit auto battle, you speed and you're like, I think for like so much of the content, that's fine. Like you, you don't need to really pay attention. And like, I wish there was like more of a middle ground there because the combat seems like it could potentially be cool where it's like, oh, the weapons change what skills I have. And, like, some of the skills will do more damage if I, like, have a certain combo going. And it's, like, I want to pay attention to that stuff. And I wish the game, like, did a better job of making it feel more active than it did. Because, like, I'm definitely not in this for the gameplay yet. Maybe I will be at some point, but...
1: Can you target enemies as you're going through? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so you can target... The way that it works is it's, like... They, you'll, you'll have three characters in your party and they'll auto attack but then they have special moves that they can do and so mm-hmm. the whole idea is that you time those special moves got it to, and there's also a combo system so the longer your combo the more damage that you're doing so you can get to like 150% damage 180% damage blah blah blah
1: because that's I glanced over at your phone and I saw characters running down a hallway and auto battling I yes. was like am I
0: is this what I think it is yes like, yes,
1: yes 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 spectacular <laughs>
0: um Big, and I a big was...
1: fan of letting games just just do their thing,
2: play themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Set it and forget it's it. It's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and uh, like there is some satisfaction. Like there's definitely been times where I've just like been doing something else and had an auto battle, and like that's kind of appealing too. But also, I'm very happy because uh, the game has been pretty generous generous with its currency. That's I feel cool. like it might just be because it's like launch time. They're extra generous at launch sure. time. But I feel like just playing through the story, like I'm regularly getting enough uh-huh. crystals to do ten summons. And I was just playing through the story and earned up currency, and I got two B today, and I'm nice. very happy about that. That's it was, like win. the one I wanted. Yeah. That's, the tri- that's the trick. That's the trick. Gotcha. Is
1: well, it's but... known, you know, it's like like you think about that genre and you think about you know trying to trick people into spending money, and it's like that yeah. is certainly a, a, a part of it. But like you, you have to give me something, and so yeah. like all the games that I have like invested time in, like. There, there is something that I'm working toward, and there's always something I look over and like, oh man, that's just like an, a crazy, impossible goal that I'll never hit. There's always going to be like 12 characters. I'm not going to have a mm-hmm. Galaxy of Heroes. I was like, oh well,
3: yeah.
1: you know. But um, as long as I'm getting something, as long as I have something to show for for what I did today. But you, I mean, I was tempted. I don't know something well, something wickedly tempting about auto battling for some reason. I don't know why.
0: It's great, like knowing <laughs> Yoko Taro. There will probably be a moment where it's like, oh, that's how it connects to the other games. But so far. Unless I've missed something, th- this is completely on its own. Cool. Like I, I, I think you can play it, and like, did he write this one? Um, I want to say yes, but I don't know for sure. I think like the reason I was so excited, I should actually look that up. Um, I think the thing that's kind of a bummer though is, like, you you just kind of imagine. Like, I think there's enough near in this game that I'm enjoying it, but you kind of imagine, like, what if this wasn't a mobile gotcha game? Like, what could it have been? Because, mm-hmm. like, you want to get crystals so you can summon things so you can get these cool characters, and it's like, okay, well, if you watch six ads, we'll give you free crystals. And they'll give you, like, crystals every time, and you're just like you just sitting there, What's like... What's so funny about that? Watching... That dude, I hate that. No, What's so funny about that? I, I, I fucking hate it, too. Um, and, like... <laughs> You just you feel like a rat on a wheel, yeah, and it's yeah, like yep. there are moments.
1: No, yeah. I'm driving that wheel.
0: There are moments in this <laughs> game, dude, where like I do feel I'm like in genuinely <laughs> immersed. Um, yeah, Yoko Taro was one of three dope. riders on dope. To, yeah. yeah, dope, dope,
3: dope.
0: There are moments where I'm genuinely immersed, right, and really into it, and like wanna like I. It's so crazy for me to have a mobile gotcha game where it's like I want to know what's gonna happen in the story. I wanna see what yeah, the next environment is unique. gonna look like. And then there are moments where I'm just sitting there being like, Oh, why can't I upgrade this character? Oh, I need this thing, oh I gotta do this task. And it's just like I feel like this the the, the gotcha stuff is like obfuscating the quality of the world building. And like mm. on a certain level it's like, okay, it this is tempered by the fact that it's free, I guess. But
2: Well and I, I don't feel know. like Near replicant eased this entry. It's like, hey, we already got a sick near right.
0: remake earlier in the
2: year. We uh, got this awesome right. thing. Right. This is just another thing. Yeah. I already enjoyed this awesome thing. Like this is free. Why don't I just hop in? Nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I guess it, Final Fantasy First Soldier. Just j- just jump on yeah. in there. Give it yeah. a yeah. shot. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, it right. is buffered by that. I think the other thing is the there's there's another Yokotaro game. Uh, called Sinnoh Alice, and mm-hmm. this, th- I played that, and this is much better than that. Mm. Like, and just in terms of presentation and storytelling and all that stuff. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I love Nier so much that that is what is carrying my love for this game, but th- I'm definitely, like, sitting there and, like, thinking, I wish mm-hmm. combat was more interesting. I wish, uh, like... Th- there's a version of this game I can see where like I just paid forty or sixty dollars and like could remove all of the fluff. You know, it's this, just like the
2: fluff. This keeps the lights on though. This is gonna this is gonna yeah. finance the next mirror yeah. game that you well, play, Ben. Like that's how much that's of people spent to get 2 B.
0: Because yeah. it's
2: like she's a limited character. Yeah. How much have people spent, you yeah. know? This is for, for the next gen showpiece.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're walking, so everyone can run later. What's crazy is, like, Yōgōtarō just makes characters that are so compelling, either visually or just in terms of their story. And, like, I went into this, and I was like, oh, man, I want 9S, I want 2B, I want A2. But I'm getting attached enough to the character, the the original characters, where, like, just now I just met this sweet, like, samurai assassin lady. And I'm like, okay, well... You're awesome. <laughs> um, and so I think it is doing a good job of just not not just resting on, like, the legacy mm-hmm. of characters that are, you know, super popular. I got, I got
1: the gacha game for you. You ready? It's a side-scroller. It's a beat up So it's like—it uh, uh, looks like Streets of Rage. But it's, it's auto-battle, so you're just dropping people in, and, like, yeah. you're, you can maybe give them special abilities and stuff, but they're just doing their thing. They're going in there. Yakuza, the entire franchise. Oh, be all of perfect. the characters. I think there is
0: yep. a mobile Yakuza game, yeah. Well, um, there is a Yakuza yeah. beat up that they did. like that? To, you know, I would do it. I would um, do it, Jones. I'd play.
1: Because that's the thing. It's like once they introduce that franchise in question, like,
2: huh. I got pretty hardcore yeah. into the Marvel one. The Marvel Heroes.
0: Mm-hmm. Strike I was huge on that. Yeah, Strike I actually course. played that a little bit too. I didn't think that was bad. Yeah, yeah I, was, one called- I was
2: hardcore into that. Easy Allies Guild, dude. Nice. For a little bit. And then I, like, I played like
0: hardcore for a month and then. Out. That's the thing, and I wonder, I wonder if it will happen to me with reincarnation, uh, because it always happens to me with Gacha games, where like, because you have that daily grind, right? But you yeah. just, you have that moment where you're like, not today, not today, not today. <laughs> but, I, but I like the story yeah. here, but that will run out. Yeah,
1: I have Disney's Sorcerers Arena downloaded <laughs> onto my phone. I have never opened it.
0: Is it the like brawler one? No, it's, it's the same thing as Galaxy Heroes, oh, okay. just a, uh, a turn-based RPG. Brawl?
1: At, to my knowledge, I've never played it. And it just seemed so obvious that I should play this. And then I downloaded it and I remembered Strike Force. And it was like, I, me too, Strike Force lasted yeah. weeks. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have up. the time. And I was walking Sophie the other night and I was just going through my apps. I was like, oh, I'm not really feeling it. And I'm like, eh, maybe now's the time.
3: Maybe now's the time, <laughs> Source
1: Arena. So I'm you know, five minutes from home. Yeah. So I'll just jump in, see what the opening's like. I booted it up and it's like, oh, you need to update the app. I'm like, you almost made it. You almost Out. made it, Source Arena. <laughs> it got that
3: close.
0: When you have to. <laughs> It's, I hate it's when not, that full they make you update, like but. go back to the app store to update. It just doesn't update within the client itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. But this Hotake oh. is not annoying, gotcha. hopefully. Uh, <laughs> so this is one that we – this is definitely well-worn territory on Frametrap, but I saw a news story, and I was like – you know what? It's still sticking in my craw, and so I want to see, uh, in light of this story, if we have any new opinions on it. And that is, um, Nintendo is laying down the hammer again, or smacking down the hammer. And they've done this, you know, with quite a few things. Uh, and they assumed, sued a place called Rom Universe, where you can get ROMs for 2.1 million dollars. And not only did they do that, wow, uh, they. Rom universe must destroy all Nintendo ROMs that they have.
1: <laughs> it's with the FBI, man.
0: <laughs> and so this this begs the question: Come um, destroy
1: it yourself.
0: You know, because with with Trap, right? Like we, I don't want to. I feel like I play classic games just as much as I play modern games, like, most of the time. Like, I'm always alternating between them. And, it like, it pisses me off that for all of the remakes, for all of the remasters, for all of the backwards compatibility, there's still so many games that you cannot... Easily mm-hmm. access. Yes, that if you want to play them, that they're beloved classics. That more people should play them. There would be a net positive for the world, and you just can't for one reason or another. And of course, that that includes like slightly more obscure things like Mother Three, but also like I've been in a big Tony Hawk kick. Those games aren't backwards compatible. You want to fucking play Tony <laughs> Hawk, you agree, you have to emulate it, mm-hmm. or you have to dig out an old system. A lot of times. Uh, or turtles in you know, time. Yeah, turtles in time. Well, they have the uh,
2: like machine now. I think mm-hmm. the standalone machine, but like a little, yeah. still
0: a little trickier to get. Mm. And it's just like I am all like, trust me, no one has spent more on video games than I have. Like in the world, I feel like. <laughs> but I also feel like if you're not giving consumers another option, like what what avenue do yeah. they have? Yeah. You know, and like how do we solve this problem?
2: I don't know. Uh, it is stealing in a way. It is a crime. It is, mm-hmm. you know, it, you can't steal this game and just give it to everyone for free. But sometimes you got to you got to go outside the lines. <laughs> it's like rocket. Like what if I want it more than the person that has it? <laughs> it's um, still against the law. Because it's like this weird area of like well if I can't buy the thing like, if there's no other way to buy the thing, and there's no way for those people to make money on the product, so then that's... shouldn't I be allowed to <laughs> to just, like,
0: right. take it over here, you know? Well, and you even see people that do, like, fan translations. They'll say, yeah. like, the reason that we're doing this is because there is no other way. If, yeah. it, if that way does happen, please support it. Yeah. And... Look, I know, I but my thing, my justification, my rationale, and I'm sure people are going to get upset about this. Is it's like, as you said, if there is no way to officially support it, then there's no way to give those people money anyway. Yeah, uh, and that's that's where it becomes kind of a nightmare. And I don't, I, I feel like there's just so much out there that like deserves another chance. Mm-hmm. This is is
2: a newer, like weirder situation—the Alien vs. Predator one. Remember the one Tom has? Oh, infamous though, because that game you had to emulate it for the longest time. It was arcades only. Yeah. Now you can buy it, but that thing is extremely expensive. Yes. But that—I feel like that negates what I just said. Of like, yo, the fact you can buy it now, so like any other kind of emulation of it technically would be stealing. Well, but it's like who's making the money on that machine, right? right.
0: Yeah, so, right, yeah. You know, you actually like... bring up an interesting point because that 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 is to be clear. That's not just a port of Aim yeah. vs. Predator. It's a giant yeah. novelty capcom arcade stick. Yeah. That I'm not even sure yeah. was officially sold in North America. <laughs> okay. By the way, I, like, I'd like i have to double check yeah. that. But I don't, I'm not sure. Sh- I think Don had to like get that from Europe or yeah. something. Yeah.
3: Backdoor Shadding. right.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's not just Alien vs. Predator. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. There's multiple games on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, where is the line? Where right? is the
2: line? Where is the line? It's like a moving line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which right. is
0: sketchy. Right. And then <laughs> it's like you have Instances where it's like, oh, they re release this thing, but the port is terrible. Like, it doesn't work, or they like change everything. Yeah. And so, like, that becomes yeah. kind of a, a, a gray area as well. How do you feel about that? Of like porting bad, or if, well, like a, if a
2: company ports a, a bad job, like they, they re release it, like Mafia but they, Definitive Edition, they make, edition it, they make, too? It, they make yeah.
0: it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah that's the, the font choices at Square Enix for some yeah. of their Final Fantasy ports. At been, least on
0: PC, you can mod them.
2: They've
1: been interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Well, because I, I feel like a lot of those bad port jobs are from newer games, you know. Because this starts to get really again. these You moving, would think, but sometimes there's these moving lines of like, well, like emulating PS2 games. You know, you can if you want. If you try hard enough, you can track
0: PS2 sure. down
2: easily, and like all of those games pretty easily. You know, so it's like what level of yeah. obscurity are we talking about here yeah i, I it's it's super messy mm-hmm. the the dream scenario that i've that i've kind of said over the years is like obviously you need a champion you need like a game preservation group or mm-hmm. something of which there are many of, yeah of to like I don't know, like government funded. Like the National Phone. The calls. National The National Library of Congress that like brings in movies. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right, right. right. They they are always adding movies to this. So having something like that. That's the thing. Scorsese can get the government on
1: the phone. Yeah. But the game developers just can't. It's just not.
2: But like Mario deserves that kind of protection and and love and respect. And totally. like these games that are history, you know, pieces of history.
0: Yeah. And I feel like and I am out of my depth here, but I feel like generally movie preservation is much better or widespread yeah. than uh, game preservation because I feel like the, you're not so limited by platform a lot of times. Like, mm-hmm. Right, I feel of like course. everything I own plays DVDs. Yeah. Uh, but the, the point that I'm trying to g- get at is I, I think you're onto something, Huber, like having some sort of organization like that would be good. I don't know how it would be profitable, but... Some nonprofit. profit yeah. thing? Yeah. I feel like with games, because we're in kind of this remake, remaster frenzy, I feel like what is getting remembered is at kind of the behest of the companies when and if they choose to release something and how they choose to release it Mm -hmm. and not really the consumers uh, in a lot of ways. like Something is only going to get remade or remastered if they think it can make money.
2: Yeah. I uh, heard on the radio just two days ago, I don't know where the stat came from, but the person on the radio said it. Uh, when an artist releases a new album, they see a fifteen to twenty percent spike on their older stuff. Yeah. so I just always think of that, like when a new game comes out. Sure, Origami Two is coming out. I like to think about companies that are know they're going to work on a remaster,
1: and then get to work, and then yeah. it takes a year and a half, two years, you know, to create this video game, and then for that whole two-year span, they just keep checking in. Like, people are still excited about the franchise, right? <laughs> like, there's still that that big zeitgeist that happened that launched the development of this game. That's still viable, right? You know, it's like, what a nightmare to just be like, oh, they're going to love this. They're going to be so surprised. This franchise is coming back. And then, mm-hmm. like, in that two years, like, oh, we hate that franchise now. You're like, mm-hmm. it took all that time. Um, Yeah, and it's... It, it's interesting how similar Disney and Nintendo are in terms of kind of like the, the chokehold that they have and like so many things that people hold. Yeah. Like, they, people that like, can't live without. You know, there's yeah. franchises and characters that are just like, you know, mean more than, than most things. And... How satisfied I've been with Disney Plus, like how I like boot up Disney Plus. And I was like, oh, some of the old classics uh, aren't here that I was yeah. expecting. And then a week later, like, oh, there they are. You know, like there was just a lot, a lot more stuff that I'm discovering, a lot of stuff I never even like knew existed. Where it's like, attraction. It's not, you boot up your Switch <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> NES games. It's like, it's not, it's not that. <laughs> you know, like this is just some weird collection that they threw together. Like, the the vibe that I got when I heard the Disney Plus got it first announced was like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting test for Disney how much they invest in this. Whereas Nintendo announces some online thing. It's like, I'm not excited about that at all. Because I know it's just not gonna it's not gonna be what I want it to be and I'm gonna, it's gonna be very specific. There might be fun fun to be had. I like weird games coming to that NES and SNES thing on the Switch, but you know, comprehensive? Not at all. You know, like is my favorite Super Nintendo game on there? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, um, I think
0: that's what pisses me off though is like Because we're just so inundated with remasters and remakes, like, I, like, love Zelda and Mario. I do. Two of my absolute favorite franchises of all time. I'll never miss one. But, like, give other things some love. Like, if you're not going to make a new F-Zero... There's no reason yeah. the entire franchise yeah. shouldn't just be on Switch Online. There's, yeah. no, reason. There's no reason. There no reason. You have the power to do it. There's no reason that you yeah. shouldn't do that. And I think that's what I mean. And, like, with Square, it's like, dude, I, I love Final Fantasy, but there are a ton of, like, PS1 RPGs that you could give more love to. Like, you, like these, these companies that I feel like are so big that they have the means to do yeah. this.
1: I think... I think the two biggest enemies that I foresee right now, or the two biggest obstacles, are oversaturation, which you talk about all the time. Um, that you know, you want to like convince someone in the you know, in a younger crowd to support financially a franchise so that we can get some old entry, and they're like, okay, I have enough to play. I don't need some old game that came out 20 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just we've moved on because it like whenever this comes up, it's like PS1, PS2, PS3. It's mm-hmm. like it's like mostly this era that's like a, the disc-based era that's so hard, uh, you know, to to get and to get to to run well. Uh, I tried. Um, Captain America for the 360. Ooh. I'd love to play that.
2: First Avenger. How was that? Love it. Oh, yeah. you got a copy? I, I don't have a have copy. You a, know a, what I mean? Right, like, right. like, I might, have, I might still have my okay. copy. Okay. <laughs> you got a 360? Is it? Yeah. There's so yeah, many yeah, steps. Yeah. Where I'm like,
1: wait, do I have, can I plug in? okay, <laughs> how do I, What TV am I gonna do this? On? There's just like, uh, there's just a lot of steps you yeah. know, to put something like that together. Whereas like, if I was just suddenly poof on Game Pass, like, oh my god, I would spend all weekend playing it. Um, but uh, the idea that there's so many virtual. Interactive experiences, the Ariana Grande concert in Fortnite—that's never happening again. It's gone, and so like yeah. you have a whole generation growing up now that's used to just completely letting go of all of this stuff mm-hmm. and just kind of enjoying something wow. at, at the time and never thinking about it. Crazy. And they might get to you know their thirties and forties now where they would like look back and be like, "Hey, wait, what if I wanted?" It? Like it's possible. It's no, you know, the, those people are at a different company. That thing was never backed up. It's gone. You know, that Mass Effect DLC yeah. is gone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the first <chapter>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's
3: so crazy. Um,
1: so it, it's tough to convince people now that it's valuable when the, you know, so much of how they consume entertainment is like the antithesis of that almost.
0: But like it, Dude, it clearly is blowing my mind. It's right a now. bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's all in, in how you present it though. Like I, and I, I first before I get to that point, I just want to say like I don't have a problem with Nintendo shutting these places down if they like, offer a viable alternative, but yeah, there's, like... They refuse. They, they're just not. They're not even They're not even close to it. In fact, they're worse now with it than they were, like, on the Wii and Virtual Console. Like, that was, was yeah. so much better years and years and years ago than, than what you have now. Um, but, yeah. I know it all comes down to money. We've talked about it plenty of times, but, uh, like, the other thing is, like, you... I, I do think there's an audience for it. Like, things... So many things have, like, come back successfully and gotten attention. It's all in how you present it and all how you set it up. So, like, for example, I'm terrified about the Fatal Frame 5 re-release. I'm super glad it's happening. I am absolutely going to buy it. I'm absolutely going (laughs) to play it. I can't wait. I'm very excited for Fatal Frame. But, like, just out of nowhere, releasing Fatal Frame 5, (laughs) which didn't get a lot of attention Mm -hmm. when it first came out. It's very strange. With, like, nothing... With no momentum for that announcement yeah. to write on, I'm worried that we're just gonna be back at square one with Fatal Frame all over again. Yeah.
2: Man. Yeah, it's a weird release. Yeah. It's very strange.
0: In fact, I bet a lot of people forgot that it was happening. I keep forgetting. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird.
0: And it's just like It's like you could I, have done so you many could have epic done s- things with it. Yes. You could have had
2: like Fatal Frame Remaster yes. One, like the origins and You could've done so much. Like the Five days of Fatal Frame and, like, release one every day in October or something or every week. Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: And, I mean, honestly, I think that's kind of what made the Ninja Gaiden trilogy, that re-release, like, it kind of gave it some oomph. Is It it was this whole collection. It's like, here's this whole period of time, this whole era of video games. Here's the
2: franchise in one cool package. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Boom. Yes,
0: yes, totally. And so... I don't know. Sometimes like, these companies, man, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: <laughs> SSX tricky on Switch. No. Like, I, I sell so much. Well, I and can't you, even... you,
0: you to play SSX. Correct me if I'm wrong. You have to have the oh, the disc. Yeah, the yeah, it's not on these sports games. Tricky has never been on anything. Tricky's contracts. never popped you know up how, anywhere. Do you
2: know how much Fatal Frame costs? Because every time one? I no this this remaster. Oh, because I, don't I don't know. keep thinking. I think it's forty. But I'm I not feel sure. like they're marketing it as a
0: new game for a lot of people I've it might have seen well it, be. it does I've yeah. seen
2: it out of the corner of my eye every once in a while and I thought it was a new game at first and then <laughs> I looked yeah. into it I was like oh I reviewed this <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it was like, what? that's
1: not a good state for yeah. a franchise that's why I think if if maiden Blackwater does sell a ton um I, you hard reboot you can't I think another fatal for the fatal frame the the the, yeah, the you know time. the the blood lotus or whatever no one's kind of you know that's not gonna it's um, reboot time for sure. That's not people aren't going to care. You got it. You know what'd be
2: cool oh. is uh oh, the, the mass
1: people big fa- big crowds. Fatal Frame not going to be a million seller.
2: Fatal Frame fame, Fatal Frame fans don't hate me, but you know what'd be cool is a Fatal Frame AR game like Pokemon Go. That
0: scares oh, that's
1: oh the Shit loo- out of you, of course. Yeah, you're out there with oh yeah. my and god. And those exist. Yeah, that's those. Such a,
0: this is <laughs> a brilliant idea. <laughs> those yeah yeah. Also though, and could like, be dangerous. Yeah, Goes yeah, Hunter Scaring AR the games. shit out of people you well, like. The, the camera battles yeah. in Fatal Frame are like, can be pretty involved and yeah. intense. Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah, like? dude. <laughs> what if you were playing and you yeah. saw a real ghost? Yeah.
2: Then you like, didn't
0: get a the score right on it.
1: You were like, what?
2: It would be so intense.
1: Like somebody was driving by a cemetery and uh, their auto thing in the, the smart car was like, there's a person nearby. Be careful. And they were like, what? There's nobody there.
0: <laughs> Creepy. It'd be fun. Are we ready for some emails?
1: Yes. Uh, twice on uh, the podcast recently, you called Patreon comments emails. You were like, this email's interesting. And I was like,
0: <laughs> sorry. That's what happens when you do emails on your podcast. <laughs> it was charming as heck, and yeah. I enjoyed it
1: very much back. Yeah.
0: My <laughs> <laughs> These are actually emails. Whoops. I do th- That is like a personal fault that I have, where I will just say another word for a thing and not, to, I said hyperlink
1: well. the other day, yeah. and it made Isla's evening. That was yeah. I was just like, "Did you say hyperlink?" Like,
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, this one comes in from Brandon. Uh, hello, everyone. As I'm writing this email, the open beta for Back for Blood is currently ongoing, Ooh, and yeah. the game is on my list of anticipated games for the year, but sadly, I'm having difficulties getting to play. Mm. While I'm able to move around the small hub area and can try out the weapons at the practice range, the game instantly fails to start an actual campaign run oh, no. for what's available. Now, to clarify, I want to play by myself, yeah. especially because I don't have a group or know anyone who is interested. So I went into the settings and set it up so random people couldn't be matched with me, but despite looking through the menus and doing research on how to set it up for solo play, the beta refuses to let me try it out. I'm going to keep checking in periodically over the coming days of this writing, but this concerns me because I can't tell if it's connection issues, Tuttle Rock trying to set up the beta to be multiplayer only, or if Back for Blood was always designed to be group play only. Weird. If that last point is true, it truly depresses me. One of the few games I've been looking forward to four years is actually something that I'm not comfortable with and how it would be forced me to play with people I don't know or trust. And all of this leads to my question, should any game with any multiplayer, whether it's the main focus or a separate part of the larger pack pack, package, always have the ability to play with AI bots, be it teammates and or enemies so they can be accommodating for solo focus players?
2: When we did the aliens a while back, like a month ago was that? The Aliens Beta. Uh yes. And we did the video about Aliens or we were going to? We were going to. Yeah, we were going to, but, but we, we couldn't it. we couldn't play together. Yeah, we yes. couldn't play together. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Yes. Okay. So we were going to play together, but we ended up not. Yeah. So I played a match solo yeah, and it was it was I had some bots and they were right. fine. they were good. So, absolutely. I think they are all there should be a bot option. Um And maybe just design it as to where, you know, on the highest difficulty levels, you know, the bots might not be able to carry you through it or... You know, but for the basic, like easy, normal difficulties, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, for something like a split gate, for like a kind of grassroots team, you know, that might be something that comes along a little bit later in development, especially if you want to just get people coming in and playing it. But for yeah, for Turtle Rock, for you know, like mm-hmm. an Apex Legends, or like there, I mean, mm-hmm. there should be training options. Yeah, I think there should be ways that you can just try it out so you get a general sense of understanding it. And I think. Players will appreciate that, especially for these more, like, role-focused games, because you don't have someone's first game being their life. Okay, guys, sorry, I just yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never played this before. What's happening? And you're like, oh, well, this is my, yeah, you know, 100th match or whatever.
2: And, like, Origami 2, or the Origami DLC was designed for 2, but you could just play solo. Mm-hmm. The character's just not there, so... But I mean, this game definitely, Back for Blood, is definitely team focused. And you can like mm-hmm. turn friendly fire on and off, like there, yeah.
1: like like. And the Left 4 Dead one and two, like, they had a lot of different modes. There's a way to scale the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, that is a bummer. I wonder if. Could have just I'm been a beta bug. Yeah, I wonder if anybody's talking about that. Yeah, online. I, wonder I, wonder I wonder if there was there was a, a way to do it and just yeah.
0: I I am cautious about that, mm-hmm. but. I, I totally get where Brandon is coming from, and I think it's an interesting point. That's why I wanted yeah. to read this email. It wasn't something that I was thinking about. But uh, it reminds me also of when people, like because I, I see this comment somewhat regularly where people are like, man, I only play fighting games for the story mode. And I'm like, that's cool, but I would be really hesitant to spend full price on that. Because like, from a development perspective, I think you do want to be as accommodating to people as possible, but... You also have to, like, you, you're you limited on time and resources, and so you have to also think, like, how are most people going to play this yeah. game and kind of optimize around that. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people are going to play Back for Blood with their buddies or matchmake online, and so I think that's where the bulk of your focus has to be. Uh, it's the same thing with the fighting game where it's, like, a lot of people want to play online and battle each other, we have to make sure that that is up to snuff. And so, I do think you have to to think about that as well. Like, it would be one thing I think if Back for Blood was like, this is going to be a captivating single player experience. Okay, sure. And that was really what it was selling itself on, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's selling itself on the group aspect of progressing through with your friends, building up your decks and balancing off each other and all that stuff. So it's it is very multiplayer focused from the outset.
1: I'm a huge fan of Experimenting and drop in, drop out, various forms and modes of multiplayer. Mm. Yeah, I like the idea of. Um, I I never, I didn't want to give it any more hours than I had already given it. But when I maxed out all the characters in Avengers, like I I saw myself really enjoying the the idea of like, okay, now that I have cap maxed, it'd be fun to jump into a mode where it's like, I'll be your cap. Let's go. You know, it's like I will literally, you know, just jump into your game. Um, and, uh, uh, so, like, I just want to hit that button that it's like, I don't care what mission I do, I don't care how long it is, I just want to help somebody that specifically needs this character. Um, and, of course, like, healers, you know, any healer, yeah. anybody that's ever leveled up a healer substantially in any MMO knows, mm-hmm. like, whoop, you're right in there, like, you get right past that queue. Um, but it'd be interesting if, if maybe one kind of middle of the road that's not as development intensive as, like, creating AI for all of these characters you're playing with, but maybe giving... Because Back for Blood is such an investment, you have to get so far. That's part of the drama. It's like we're almost there. You know, when you finally get to the, you know, the end zone, it's like it's so gratifying. But maybe just like just do a boss fight or mm-hmm. something, and then you can like try out other people and see like, do you like playing with other people? Because mm-hmm. it's only gonna take five minutes. Doesn't matter. Or you might bump into a player. Yeah. With a game like Dreams is hoping happens all over the place is like I discovered this person mm-hmm. because both of us were trepidatious about, you know, getting into online stuff, and then we met each other, and you know. Then we had a blast playing together.
2: Outrider is another huge team focused game, mm. but you could play solo or three player. Yeah. Just like being able to drop the AI of people all together and just, you know, going in solo. But yeah, Back for Blood, I don't know if you could do that. You would have to have them as AI, right? Um, I don't know. If you could just be one character in that world going through. I mean, it would be
0: like, Oof. think about how hard it was with yeah. them. Oh my all of goodness. Yeah. No. Yeah like all the special infected yeah the w- way the everything way is you. everything is aggroing you yeah, yeah. When, you done. Get, <laughs> when you get hit by like a special infected yeah you need somebody else <laughs> to get else you, to get out you out off of otherwise it. you're gone yeah yeah, yeah. 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 man outrage is a game that like i forgot came out <laughs>
1: outrage is a game i'm glad i dodged that was tough I, I almost
0: dodged
2: it yeah hey maybe there'll be
0: another one redemption you
1: pushed pretty hard you got aggressive it was a good game i fought you off i'm not saying it's not it was oh, cool. Not play games is not good.
0: Yeah, it's cool. You, hey, you got Valheim to worry about.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Ooh,
1: yeah. Right. Um, I don't even know where that fifth one is. It's fun because you like find a spot, and then like when you click on it, they're like, "This thing's over here," and then you like check on the map. It's like I haven't even been even close to being there. So like, not only do I know I got to get over there, what is
0: that? Is that on top of a mountain? Is it a swamp? Where is that? Our next email comes in from Kelvin. Uh, Hi, Ben. Do you think the specialness of combat skills slash magic in current RPGs, JRPGs particularly, have lost their magic, so to speak? Mm. I remember fondly when I got Ryuto's finally abu- final ability, uh, Sky Dragon Slash in Grandia 2, and Dart's final edition Blazing Dynamo in The Legend of Dragoon. I said to myself, damn, this is so good, and never lost its charm every time I cast it, even until now. But recently, skills slash magic in current games are mostly too over-the-top a la Disgaea slash Trails of Cold Steel or just feel too unimpactful. Maybe only magic in Final Fantasy Fifteen or limit breaks in Final Fantasy Seven Remake that come close to making me feel that magic again. Am I just getting old or game- have games lost their touch to make these special moves feel special?
2: Glad they shouted out that Fifteen. That's my favorite magic in like the last many, many years. I love the way that game did magic. So cool yeah i did too so cool
0: um but what do you think has has magic slash summons lost their touch
1: i really like the impact of stuff and briefly default we just talked about that but like saving up those charges Mm. uh felt you know it was it was it was neat it was neat to get to the point where you're like okay you know this one attack i know is going to be huge um i don't have to worry about stats or you know stuff not uh connecting or you know somebody blocking it yeah that felt good but yeah, an interesting. I don't think I'll play enough of those games to
0: know. I think I totally see where this question answer is coming from. I think I think specifically back to like the PS1, PS2 days, where like JRPGs could be such console showpieces that like playing a new Final Fantasy, you'd be like, there's there's very little that even comes close to this. And, of course, they would go, like, all in on, you know, summons or s- spell animations or, or other things. And I think there are other games where you can feel this as well. But I feel like, like, as kind of technology has progressed, that doesn't happen as much. Like, JRPGs are not generally console showpieces in the same way that they used to be. Um, so I think that that is part of it. I also think it's just, like when you first get into a genre it's more magical and then after you see it you know hundreds of times as you get older like it's like it's like watching new dragon ball now like i still enjoy it it's still fun but like them going super saiyan isn't special anymore yeah you know them reaching a new form isn't special anymore yeah sure uh you know i've seen it i've seen it already and so i I do think that that is part of it as well but there are exceptions Dragon's Dogma, I think, does a good job. It's an
1: interesting trade-off yeah. uh, to have the summons from the original Final Fantasy VII and then have them, like, join your party now. Yeah. I can see some being like, oh, it's not as theatrical. But at the same time, like, there have been some super cool, yeah, you know, uh, autonomous moments where, like, Ifrit will just be like, whoa,
0: look out, here he comes, Yeah,
1: uh, when I'm not even telling him to do anything. So it's tough. Yeah, it's definitely changed.
0: Our last email um, comes in from Isaac, Dear Alice, do you think game soundtracks should be reviewed in the context of where they appear in a game to take into account how the soundtrack adds slash subtracts to the game? Hmm. I mean,
2: that's part of it, right? That's part of the analysis of it already.
0: Yeah, I feel like game soundtracks are interesting where I agree with you. I think that that question kind of takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly... Not a lot of games have exceptional soundtracks. I agree. I would find. Or they're not utilized in an exceptional way to the point where it's very easy to turn out as you're doing other tasks within the games. And so if I do notice a soundtrack, uh, like Death Stranding is a good example. It is because of the context with it, where it appears and how it is used mm-hmm. that makes me take so much note of it and has it be so impactful. Those
2: guitar strings in Last of Us. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so, I do think it should
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely play a huge part. Well, I guess that was pretty easy to answer. Yeah.
1: Can you read that one more time? I want to. I want to form. I just want to make sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think? Game soundtracks should be reviewed in the context of where they appear in a game to take mm. it into account how the soundtrack adds slash subtracts to the game.
1: Correct. Yes. Uh, it's inter- Have do you? Do you feel you've played many games, Ben, where like the soundtrack like really pulled a score like in one direction or the other? Yeah. 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 I I'd, would say. I think it, I might be playing the wrong games. I've like never. It doesn't mean I haven't appreciated one, but like I've never yeah. like not liked a game and been like, yeah, but. I mean,
0: I that couldn't. Soundtrack. I couldn't sit here and tell you like, oh, it added this you know, 0.5 or whatever. I don't think that. But, like, like, Nier would not be the same game were it not for its soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, like, when I think of that game, that's, like, one of the first things that I think of. Yeah. Um, Persona 5. Persona 5 is a great example as well. Um, And I think, especially in, like, those longer games, it becomes even more important where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm going to be hearing a lot of the same stuff over and over again, and so that has to be really Because there are definitely games that I play, and it's like, this song wasn't annoying ten hours ago, but right. now I hate yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Uh, you know what music's? You know what's a really good soundtrack and very poorly implemented, just overdone. As I well, we talked about this recently on Frame Trap, but I re- replayed the original Fable, mm. and beautiful music in that game. But holy cow, you hear that you know spooky theme forty five times. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like okay, there's just some cutscenes. They're just like oh, we already have a theme for this. Boop. And you're like you can't do that. Like I need just don't play anything or have yeah. a little stinger there or something. But like, come on. <laughs> like I've heard that. Like I know where that is. Come on. Or uh, what? What? The first uh, uh, Lego Batman game just used the '89 soundtrack and just on loop. I'm like, you can't. Whatever. You know, Star Wars games do that sometimes. So they're like, yeah. oh, this fun Star Wars track. I'm like, I know what's happening in this yeah. scene. You yeah. can't. You know.
0: I always hate when like music <laughs> overwhelms a scene as mm-hmm. well, where it's like this is just too loud and I need to turn it down. Yeah. I'm sorry, kids. You're just too damn loud. You're just too damn loud. And that's going to do it uh, for Frame Trap. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. If you want to send in an email, the address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Huge thank you to my panelists, Michael Huber, Brandon Jones. We talked about some good games. Um, And thank you so much for watching. Until next time.